With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo. Not your average Tuesday coming to you live from my bedroom because the office is not getting a great internet signal right now. But guess what? Go check out that Shakes Montana Monday from yesterday. Black Freezy back running that debate Wednesday tomorrow. Thriving Thursdays on Thursday. East out Fridays on Friday. We got a lot to cover this week. Week 12 is over. Week 13 upon us. We're going to talk about all the games, of course, all the scores what I thought about week 12 and we're going to move on to chicka 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 week 13 get the uh the the low down down low of the games for week 13 highlights uh, of what we might expect to see and then of course we're also going to get into um ASC NFC championship games who we might think could appear in those games and then of course if time permits, we're going to get into some defenses who we think might be a sneaky defense going into these uh, colder months into the playoffs. Um, man, get ready. We back, baby. The Shakedown Sports Show. We was here yesterday. Y'all better, y'all better listen to it. Shake down. Shakes Montana Mondays. Today, not your average Tuesday. Tomorrow, debate Wednesdays. We're going to get all up into everything. We're going to talk about all these games. I'm going to get you all these scores, everything. New England's back on top. You know what I mean? they probably going to win the whole AFC. The the road through the AFC, probably going through New England now. And uh, Baltimore likes to throw interceptions. So, four picks for Lamar Jackson. Not bad for running back. We're going to get into all that, all the action from Week 12 and everything like that. But first and foremost, like always, let's get that intro popping. What about tomorrow? Time for us to start winning is now, 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 now. Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Stop the run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for Damon Harrison early. Early. And you got to pressure the passer. Wentang's in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 
Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York football giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> Eve of Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You saying we going 16 or huh? 16 or huh? I'm here. 16 or huh? I'm here. 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 Yo, again, we gonna get that for y'all. It's not shakes. It's your boy Nacho. Nacho Evers Tuesdays. We gonna be here. We gonna we in here. We are doing the damn thing today. We are talking all about week twelve. All about week twelve. Let's just get right into it. I mean, I mean, since like it's a lot. I mean, fuck. We'll just do it like this. There we go. Hmm. As we proceed to give you what you need, Week 12 scores, updates, how I felt about each game, and kind of just the overall feel of the Week 12, which was underdogs reign supreme again. Um, You know, underdogs winning uh, some games this week, and we'll get into that um, as we get into these scores. Okay, first off the tops, uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving. Hope you guys ate a lot of turkey. These teams... They put an entertainment show on for you. They put a sports show on for you. NFL on Thanksgiving was awesome. Three games, early morning game, Bears take care of the Lions, 16 to 14. And then, of course, afternoon game, Giants fans, they had their turkey. Giants fans had their ham, had their cranberry sauce, had the mashed potatoes, had all the fixings, had the whatever, green, green casserole, green bean casserole. They had all of that. And they enjoyed every plate because the Raiders got an OT victory over the Dallas Cowboys, 36-33, uh, going into uh, the evening game with the Saints and the Bills. Uh, the Bills just went ahead and did what they were supposed to do, 31-6 to over the Saints. No starting quarterback, no starting running back, no starting wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. That just had to be rough for them, and it had to be everything they could possibly do um, to get right, and they just could not get it done. That's your round out Thursday games uh, for Week 12 as we move on to uh, Sunday, there were some good morning games. Um, get right up into it here. Bengals taking on the Steelers. Bengals doing their thing as they proceed to give us what we need um, as we move uh, as we move on to this game. In the morning was the morning game. Uh, Bengals taking on the Steelers, forty-one to ten. Bengals did their thing uh, from the get-go. It was just a a, a total romping, uh, able to run up and down the field. Uh, on the Bengals and then the, the the on the Steelers uh, and then of course the Steelers getting a late touchdown there in garbage time. Uh, really not even a 31 point victory. I would say 41 to three, but gotta say it correctly, 41 to 10 Bengals over the Steelers. And then of course in the next game, Dolphins they just decimated uh, the 
the Carolina Panthers on defense, on special teams, box punt for a touchdown, pick six, another pick, another pick, another pick. They just did everything they could. Got got to a tongue of Iloa in great field position throughout the majority of that game. Uh, finished it up, got a 33-10 to victory over the Carolina Panthers, something I did not foresee coming. Uh, as we move on to the next game here in the afternoon. Sorry, let me get one second here. As we move on to the next game here, um, we do have the New England Patriots taking on the Tennessee Titans. Again, just another romping, just another uh, take care of business game for the New England Patriots. Again, the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry. Um, did exactly what they needed to do um, offensively, defensively, ran the ball, took care of it. Mac Jones seems to be that guy uh, for the New England Patriots. Um, next game on the docket in the morning was the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles division rivalry of the NFC East, a 3-7 and seven team uh, taking on a 5-6 and six team, 3-7 uh, and seven being the New York Giants, 5-6 and six going into the game, Philadelphia Eagles. And despite Philadelphia being able to put up over 200 yards on the ground, uh, uh, yeah, let me make sure I got that correctly. Yep, 200 yards on the ground uh, and over 120 yards receiving, but over 200 yards on the ground uh, with Jalen Hurts just couldn't get it done. With a passer rating of 17.5, 13-7, Eagles fall to the Giants. Uh, as we proceed to continue to give you what y'all need, and that is going to be the rest of the morning games. Falcons take care of Ben against Jacksonville, 21-14. to Again, that game, uh, two mediocre teams battling it out, and we get what we get there. Um, much ado about the same thing, Jets-Texans. Nobody pretty much watched it. Jets got the early lead and kind of sustained Jets over the Texans, 21-14. Um, as we give you another game, as we start these afternoon games, uh, the early starting afternoon game was... The Los Angeles Chargers against the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos came out wheeling, dealing. Went right down the field with Teddy Bridgewater on that run game. Got seven points and never looked back. Teddy Bridgewater gets injured, goes out. Jake, um, oh, my God, I forgot his name. Drew Locke. Freezy is going to kill me for that one. Uh, Drew Locke comes out, tries his best to give that game away. Teddy Bridgewater says, nah, nah, nah. Puts the helmet back on, comes back in. Runs for a touchdown, throws another one. They take that game 28-13. to Justin Herbert also throws a late pick six. Patrick Sertain, that man out there doing it. Late game in the afternoon. Uh, 49ers at the uh, 49ers hosting the Minnesota Vikings and uh, a shellacking from the 49ers over the Minnesota Vikings, 34 to 26. Uh, Vikings try to make it a, a game there late, but nothing much ado about nothing. Um, and again, like like. Much ado about this season. Another underdog, the Green Bay Packers underdogs in Lambeau Field, uh, get the victory over the Los Angeles Rams, 36 to 28. And again, another game that really was not as close as the score may appear. Pure domination by the Green Bay Packers over the would-be Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, moving into Sunday night football, Baltimore Ravens. Four interceptions for your man. Four interceptions. For you, man, I know you're thinking, Baker Mayfield? Four interceptions? Baker Mayfield did not throw four interceptions. You would be 100% correct. Because Lamar Jackson, 20 for 32, 165 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. Mm. Not bad for a running back, right? Bam, still get the victory. 16-10 over the lowly Baker Mayfield. 
Cleveland Browns. What are they going to do? They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Nick Chubb tried everything he could. He couldn't get it done. Kareem Hunt tried everything he could. He couldn't get it done. Man, I couldn't imagine losing to somebody with a name like, never mind, Fantasy Talk. We'll get into that later when Shakes gets on in here. Um, as we proceed to give you the last thing that y'all need for Week 12, Monday Night Football, dangerous Washington football team, Steve Levy. Steve Levy, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Levy, it is the Washington football team, my friend. It's not the Washington Redskins anymore, brother. You getting paid millions of dollars on national TV, you can't make that mistake, my friend. We're going to digress and move on, though, because we all make mistakes. Washington football team getting the victory 17-15 over the Seattle Seahawks as they decide to throw the ball on the 33rd birthday of Russell Wilson's career to try to win it. Uh, try to tie the game, actually, take the overtime. Couldn't get it. Throw another interception on the goal line. That is the story of Russell Wilson's career. Will he end up in Seattle next year? We'll come to find out as that as the season comes to an end. Kind of wraps up week 12. Uh, some good Sunday games, considering three games took place on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Um, again, a great, great set of games over the weekend. Um, I did forget about one game because I passed over it. I didn't go back to it. That would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. That would be Tampa Bay 38, Indianapolis 31. And again, a game that Indianapolis is leading 10 points. 17 points, I think, maybe 14 points in that game. Uh, they end up losing by seven there. Oh, feel bad for the people who had Indianapolis three and a half, especially when uh, uh, Leonard Fournette has the ability to go down, seal the game with a field goal, and, you know, super boost, super boost, super boost. Anyway, that game was great. Uh, you get Tampa Bay going down there to get a, a touchdown to take the lead, 38-31. You give about a minute and some time left to Carson Wentz try to take it down and get a touchdown and he's just unable to do it. He throws a late game interception uh, Hail Mary style uh, pass. However not as if you had to throw it that far. The return on the kickoff almost got him damn near inside the, the 35 uh, inside the 30 of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I mean uh, there's a lot of people scratching their head that maybe the play calling and the way that game ended for the Indianapolis Colts. But Frank Reich will take Frank Wright's uh, uh, do justice here as they continue to go, but a, a team that started off one and four, and the Indianapolis Colts are now six and six. Again, they played very well over the last few weeks. I think it's four, five, and two over the last uh, uh, seven weeks. So it's not as if they are, are, are bad. But when you start off one and four, it's hard to dig yourself out of that hole. Sitting five hundred there, and then of course Tampa Bay moving on up to eight and three. We will get into playoff standings, playoff standings, and of course getting to the uh, NFL draft standings as it pertains to right now. Week 12 is over, going into week 13. LRP, my friend, you've been sitting there waiting me, waiting for me to finish, and I'd love to thank you so much. Anything you'd like to get into before we start ranking out these games and, uh, and I start getting into some deep dives into some of these games, impacts, and things that it has on the future for NFL and draft season? Peace to the earth. What is it going with it do, America? What it do, shake down crew, big blue nation? Hey, man, I follow you, Lee, bro. Whatever you want to do, I follow suit with whatever you need from me. But, uh, you know, all yours, just super excited today. Whatever the conversation may go, a lot of shit that just happened. But <laughs> I'm here, bro. Follow your lead. You got it. 
Mm, ten four, ten four. We're going to talk about Thursday. Thursday being a big game, and of course a big day for a lot of us, spending it with most of our family, eating Thanksgiving dinner. Again, you had your turkey, you had your ham. I'm sure Giants fans all around had a full old plate as they watched the Dallas Cowboys going to overtime with the Las Vegas Raiders. Take that L 36-33. The game that, you know, for Thanksgiving was fun. Um, it, it, back and forth throughout the entirety of the game. Um, you know, Vegas has a lead for pretty much all of it. Um, you know, 17-6 there. Uh, you know, it, it goes to show you, it brings some things back, but Dallas misses a field goal early in that game. Who knows how the rest of the game plays out, but, of course, they lose by a field goal. You can always twenty twenty hindsight vision, go back and check the rest of that out and think, oh, man, if he makes that field goal, how different does the game play out? But that's early there on in the game. Um, to me, this was a great game to watch as it pertains to being an NFL fan. I, I, I watched two teams um, try. Um they didn't give up, especially in Las Vegas, when you have every opportunity and every right to, uh, with the way their season has played out and the way that they've been able, and the way that they've lost games over the last few weeks. They had almost uh, you can almost give them a, a pass if they kind of throw their hands in the air and give up with the way that they're um, also the way that their off season off the field issues have handled out over the last few weeks. So. They didn't do that. They came guns a-blazing. Dallas um, needed to come out and get a victory, especially with the NFC East playing out the way it's been playing out and the way it played out the rest of the weekend. I'm sure they would have thought they would have they would have, you know, behooved them to get that win. And I'm sure they're sitting at home, you know, punching themselves in the face. So um, to me, a great game to watch. Um, I don't take anything away from either team as them being um, elite or maybe Super Bowl contenders, but they are going to be opponents for someone tough to either knock out of the playoffs or either try to get past them to make the playoffs come week 18. Um, So this is going to be a game or or a couple teams that I got my eye on, but nothing really, like I said, this game doesn't really make me think that they are Super Bowl contenders, but it really doesn't make me think that they guy are, that they are not going to be worth a dang. They will probably upset somebody's hopes and dreams here in the next couple of weeks. And then uh, who knows as the, as the playoffs come, if Las Vegas is able to steal that seven seed, if Dallas is actually able to win the East, they may be able to, you know, uh, get a victory there in, in the, in the AFC and or NFC wild card weekend. So, um, wouldn't put it past them, but of course wouldn't put it past them to take L that weekend as well. Your thoughts, concerns, anything on this Dallas Las Vegas game that you can remember from almost a damn near a week ago on Thanksgiving? No, uh, not really. Um, well, actually, no, not really. Um, I'm glad they lost. Didn't they lose? Yes, they lost by three. Yeah, actually, and I picked them, too. Ain't that a bitch? I remember. It's all coming back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I they did lose, so I'm glad they lost. Like my man Jack Nicholson at the Joker. Ooh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad you did. So, that's all. Yep, yep, yep. And, and getting into the last game of Thursday night, that would be the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Again, the Buffalo Bills did exactly what they needed and had to do, which is take a victory. 31-6 to over New Orleans. My issue is, can they do the same thing over the next four weeks with three of those opponents being the Patriots twice and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where you have to travel to Florida. Of course, you got Carolina sprinkled in there. Um, and then, of course, ending out the season with 
the Jets and the Falcons, Falcons and the Jets. Sorry if that's a chronological order. Um, ending up the season pretty easy for them, but these next four weeks, not so easy for them. Um, any thought process on the Bills over the next few weeks? Do you think um, this victory obviously helps them mentally and um, not physically losing to Davius White for the year? Um, but Patriots twice over the next three, four weeks, um, and then the Buccaneers in two weeks. Uh, going down to Florida. Um, you think this Bills team can come away and still look at themselves as an AFC elite, or will this knock them down a couple notches and just throw them into the, the mix of all the other AFC teams? i tell you what. I think the Bills will be fine. I think they had uh, – they get that running game going. I mean – I don't know what's up with Singletary, but nah, I think the Bills will be fine. I mean, the pictures is going to be a, a dope game. Just when I expect that to be very competitive, I expect to see a lot of good football in that game. So I'm anxious to see that matchup. But I think, yeah, I think the Bills will be fine. I mean, look, I did. Knox and them boys, and my bad. Yeah, go ahead. That was it. Oh, no, you're good. You're right. You were about to probably just say the same thing I was going to say. I think they're going to be okay. I wouldn't say just fine. I think they'll be fine or okay. Um, You put the emphasis on just, and it kind of makes it seem like they're going to just ease through these next four games. I don't anticipate that. I think they're going to be great, hard-fought, tough games. Playing the Patriots twice over the next four weeks, once next week, and then, of course, in four weeks they play them again. that really only bodes well for Buffalo. Um, you don't really have a lot of time to, um, uh, I want to say adjust, but you just got to go back out and do it again. There's not a lot of overthinking, especially if you get a victory in that first one. Um, not to say you go out and do the same thing, but you kind of, uh, oh, excuse me, they had a cough. Um, but not to say you do the same thing, but, you know, you could kind of figure out the ways to, ways of the world if you could beat them that first time there uh, when you face them. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Okay. They'll get the job done. Uh, but I think they will be in the heavy, heavy mix of the AFC as we um, move forward with this team uh, in the Buffalo Bills. As we move on to some other games, um, don't want to touch too much on the Patriots and the Titans. I think the Patriots are much ado about the Patriots. Um, you got a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, can dink and dunk down the field, a run game that won't quit, and a defense that seems to know what they're doing, when they're doing every week. Sounds familiar. I hope it does for the rest of the AFC East because that's what they had to deal with for 20 years. Um, it's just pretty much the same thing um, regurgitated for Bill Belichick. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, they've got the Bills and the Bills. Nah, man, uh, you, got to get, you got to get those Patriots that do, man. I mean, come on now. They were looking a little bit shaky last year. To put that team together, J.C. Jackson coming on, Mac Jones is, yo, Mac Jones is nice, man. And granted, it's his rookie year, and my bad for cutting you off for jumping in on in on there. But, you know what I mean, they, they deserve their flowers, you know what I'm saying? I like, I like to watch this team play football, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a joy to watch to have this dude and Bill Belichick still and McDaniels, that tandem right there, bro, no matter who, D.C., you know what I mean? That tandem right there, that's that's, that's good for football. So I, I just wanted to get, you know, J.C. Jackson, them boys, you know, Mac Jones, uh, especially uh, Kevin Bourne, 
you know what I mean, uh, Matt Judon, some of the players that I watch on, on that uh, squad, Van Noy, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a, yeah, I, that's all. Yeah, of course, and, and and like I was saying, it's just it's just the same thing over and over again with the New England Patriots. They know how to draft. They know what they're doing. They get guys in there that do their job and do their job correctly. And they're just gonna they're not gonna mess up when they need to play the correct thing, when they need to play the right play, when they when they need to be in the right position. That's what they're gonna do week in and week out. They're gonna play the way that the Patriots play. And I think uh, this is just like I said. I'm not gonna spend. I wasn't gonna spend too much time on it to gush over Bill Belichick um, to. To you know, maybe you know denigrate the fact that Tom Brady's so selfish he couldn't wait for this team to just develop. He couldn't stay back another year or two and just wait for them to go spend all of this money and get him two tight ends. Go and maybe bring back Gronkowski like he wanted to. Um, they, they, he didn't want to do that, so he went down and got a ready-made team in, in Tampa Bay and, and ran it all the way to a Super Bowl. We'll see how that works out this year, but. Um, you know, we see the writing on the wall in Tampa Bay. They've got about a year or two before all those giant contracts smack them in the face and they're in contract hell, and hopefully they can draft well. But that's that's a discussion for a couple of years from now. We look at these New England Patriots, and <laughs> they're built for the next decade again. And that's just the way that it goes, and that's just the way um, that, 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 that the Patriots uh, handle their business. So um, it took them a year. Bill Belichick, I know I think a lot of people said, oh, Bill Belichick, you know, you know, uh, uh, felt the losing season and didn't want to fill it again. He was the Browns coach. Let's not all forget that. Uh, uh, let's not forget he was the Browns coach. And he uh, he was able to uh, uh, suffer the loss and, and, and all that good stuff. So he's been through hell. He's back. And we we know how it's going to be. So uh, I think a lot of the haters of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots um, get a get a rude awakening, knowing that for the next decade or maybe two, again, the AFC runs through Foxborough, and mm-hmm. and I, I've been watching it for the last few years. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry there, LRP. You broke up real bad. I couldn't hear what you said. No, I said I'm glad the direction that you're talking about. Can you hear me now? How's it now? Is it better? Yes, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, but talking about the Bills and, you know, Miami and the games and, and all that stuff. And now talking about the Patriots, that that conference is, is expect some good football coming down the pipe for the years to come. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, and, and so, uh, real quick here, uh, let me make sure I get these correctly. Sorry, before I do. Yep, I was correct. Uh, I do have a man on the line with us uh, to get. I know he gets in here uh, very quick, very fast. He gets his point out, uh, and then he, he hits back and listens and joins in every now and again. Uh, uh, New Jersey Lou, I believe. Uh, your opinion Yo. on Week Twelve? Get it out for us, and then like like you usually do, sit in the background and, and, and enjoy the show. And I and I enjoy and thank right. you very much for all of that. My pleasure. Week Week Twelve, and it's becoming very interesting now with the Dallas with Dallas now on a two game losing streak, and the Giants winning. This is becoming a bit more interesting in the NFC East, or it could be more of another joke of a season. Ugh. 
<laughs> and you, 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 know, you, you are know, correct I mean, there. Uh, a few weeks ago, Dallas had all locked up, but now injuries and whatnot is all um, catching up. It is. And, and we will get into the NFC East as a whole and the NFC uh, further on here in a little bit. But I, exactly, uh, as that monkey wrench, we did talk a little about that Thursday game, what they wouldn't do to get a victory, even though it was an AFC West team in in, in Las Vegas. What Dallas wouldn't do to be 8-3 and three right now and not 7-4, I think we all know right arms, left legs, whatever they could give, they would be that. Also with us on the line, one of the best GMs in fantasy football I've ever had in my entire life. One of the best people I know. J-Rock, are you with us, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we got into a little bit of week 12. Uh, we started with the Thursday games. Uh, we did talk a little bit about the Bills. I don't know how much you caught in. Uh, we, di- we, we did start moving into the Sunday morning games. Uh, talked a little bit about... Um, uh, talked a little bit about uh, uh, the... the um, sorry, real quick here. Talked a little bit about the the, the Dolphins and, and talked a little bit about the Buccaneers and the way that game went. And then, of course, we started talking about the Patriots. I was gonna skip on past the Patriots and keep it going to, uh, you know, just we uh, still can, bro. We spoke about it enough. Yeah, but but uh, the rest of the morning games kind of wrapped up the way they wrapped up. Much ado about nothing. Mediocreness um, before. Uh, we move on. I, I pretty much talked about everything. Um, let's just get let's just get to the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. We'll get into this meat and potatoes that it's NFC East. I know everyone's itching, especially since the man brought it up. Uh, we also have Shakes Montana, my nine, uh, on the line with us. 914-205-5796 is the number to call if you want to join us for this chat. We can talk, get all these NFC East and, and things out of here before we get into some more uh, uh, topics later on in the show. And then, of course, Shake's going to tell me how bad I lost in fantasy, man. But we're going to see that later. And then, of course, we're going to talk about this game right now. The New York Giants 13, the Philadelphia Eagles 7, uh, in a game where the New York Giants were able to uh, get 19 for 30, 202, one touchdown and zero interceptions. Total QBR 47.2 out of Daniel Jones. Total of 70 rushing yards from the entire team, 40 of which came from the number two pick, Saquon Barkley, on 13 carries for 3.1. Getting no touchdowns in the – oh, they did get a touchdown from a receiver. C. Marak, whatever. Uh, two catches for 11 yards and a touchdown there. Uh, getting the lone touchdown and the victory. Uh, Philadelphia's struggles continue. Uh, Jalen Rieger dropping two passes there at the end that may or may not have won them the game, uh, depending on how the rest of it plays out. But, again, the fact that they're able to rush for 208 yards and not get more than seven points, Jesus Louise, Philadelphia struggling, struggling, struggling. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions, 14 for 31, 129 yards, with a quarterback rating of 17.3 and a total QBR of 17.5. For Mr. Jalen Hurts, that is why seven points and a six-point loss to the division rival New York Giants. And we will start with the offensive side of the football of the New York Giants. 13 points and a victory. We'll start at the very top. Shakes Montana, welcome. Anything, every, Any and everything you expected from this offense and how they performed, or would you have liked to see more considering the offense rushing the ball 27 times, 2.6 a clip, just not getting enough on the rushing? Would we like to see more from that? Six one ten of the floor is yours. 
Give me a second. Um, LLP, you can go first. Um, give me one second. Ten four. I did want to switch it up. Then after after you, we were going to switch over to the defensive end and how you think you were able, yeah. LRP. Uh, how and I know if we go to offense, how, how much off the rip you would go. So we're going to switch it on over to defense and how seven points was only given up, even though two hundred and eight yards were given up on the ground. How was that defense able to keep Philadelphia out of the end zone and get three interceptions on the on the young man Jalen Hurts? I mean, shout out to McKinney. I mean, they lost containment a lot. You know, they ran all right. over. But, you know, the bend but don't break. You know, so shout out to McKinney. It clicked for the brother, and I was super ecstatic about how the defense uh, or how he played. Mm-hmm. And and and, and look, the, the the way McKinney played, uh, I'll watch the All Twenty Two and see uh, how it went there. Uh, Jalen Hurts just hasn't been able to get the ball in the air very effectively, consistently, but still being able to run the football very well at nine point six yards a clip, eight carries for seventy seven yards. That's going to be there, and it's going to be there in bunches all the time. Getting that ball to his receivers, and then of course Jalen Rieger. If he just makes a couple catches, I think that that turns it out different. Lou. As we move on to the Eagles side, yeah, what I mean, the I hell mean, is I mean. going on? Oh, oh go ahead, Shakes. All right, Shakes. Uh, As we move on to the nah, offense. No, you good. No, we straight. Offense, offense, like I said, uh, for the New York Giants, 13 points, still getting the victory, uh, 27 carries, 70 yards. Uh, why the lack of rushing but still the victory, would do you think, um, carried your team over there? Offensively, sorry. Um, I mean, yeah, I would like for them to run the ball more. Uh, I Sometimes it really is situational, and I think the Eagles done well as far as rush defense, but, you know, eventually a long run is going to pop, and that's what happened. And Barkley had that long run, which was – uh, momentum uh, run, I, I believe that propelled us and, and got us an energy burst going forward. But uh, as far as how we won the game, it was defensively. It was just an all-the-way-around victory. And um, give me one second. No, we're good, Lou. As we switch on over to the Eagles side of things, uh, you know, Shake saying it was a total. Uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah. Shake saying there is a total. Are you back, Shakes, or you want to listen there? Um, yeah. What I was just finishing was uh, what was what it really was was I think Daniel Jones really did not want to lose this game, and uh, they found a way to win it. So it, that's it's definitely a segue to go to the next. Uh, game here or preview in the next game because man, we got some news going on here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can go ahead and finish what you were saying. I just that was my points with the Is offense. Oh, but real quick though, with the defense, real quick on the defensive side of things, our um our defense it played well 
and they they played Philly well enough to win the game. Now, did they have a little bit of success with the run? Yeah, but it didn't get annoying like I felt and thought it would get. So, like the uh, I think the the shift into what what was going on was them hitting Jalen Hurts the way they was hitting him. Like, he was having success in the beginning of the game, but then once you seen Lorenzo Carter smack his ass, and then um, yeah. another linebacker smack his ass, like they uh, Crowder, and they was like, fuck that. We ain't going to let you keep on doing this RPO yeah, shit. Yeah. If you don't got the ball or do if you have the ball, it doesn't matter. We going to crack your ass. And that's exactly what they did, and I believe they hurt. They did. hurt. So, yeah. That was good shit defensively, and I think that was another shift and reason why we won this game. But that's it. Go ahead, Nacho. You got it. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, uh, just piggybacking off what you said, 33 carries, 208 yards, 6.3 yards a carry. I wish my team could have that little bit of success every week. Um, as, yep. as, 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 um, well, hold as on real quick, Nacho. Hold on real quick. Nacho, uh, J-Rock is hasn't had a chance to really speak yet. I think he was trying uh, to speak something. I know he was. I was about to get to him right now. Uh, as we <clears throat> as, as we move on to J-Rock here, I wanted to get his full total aspect on the entire game. Uh, I know, Lou, I did just skip over you, but I did want to get to J-Rock first being co-host and all that good stuff. So, uh, of course. Really, just wanted to get your total your total all Everything you thought about this game, Eagles side, New York side, New York, did they take advantage? Was this their game? They they just they didn't let it this slip through, game. or did this Eagles just suck? I mean, the and, Eagles and, have and, really shown, you know, the Eagles have really been lacking a lot in the last couple of games. And I think, uh, you know, the Jets uh, woke up on uh, woke up, and their um, the giant the um, Eagles defense or offense just fell asleep, and we will take advantage of it. And it's about time. Yeah, I mean, we don't look into the Eagles, uh, you know, our rivals and whatnot because they're the NFC and the AFC. But, you know, this was, you know, our time to take advantage and show that, you know, we're better than what our record says. And uh, some of these win, I think, um, said something about it. Thank God. Okay. And, and I'm actually kind of happy you said that because I believe J-Rock will have the correct answer to my question is how do you feel about this victory, J-Rock, for the New York Giants moving forward? Hey, the defense did enough to, to, to secure the win. Um, the offense didn't really look like they uh, was anything special. I didn't see any changes. Um, Patrick Grant went out there and did exactly what he wanted to do, which was make Jalen Hurts pass the ball. And we saw how effective he was. He threw three interceptions. So they're a running team. Jalen Hurts runs the ball. They run the backs. They run the ball successfully. Because you saw when they started running the ball against us, they scored a touchdown. When they went away from the run, turnovers. So kudos to the defense. They did exactly what they wanted to do, and they got the victory. The offense, on the other hand, um, how many times do we need to run 
in order for, be, for it to be successful. Because you ran 13 times, right? Well, Saquon ran 13 times. Mm-hmm. One for 32 yeah. yards, 12 for 8 yards. I don't know. Uh, what's going on? What's going on, Barkley? Yeah. That's Barkley because I saw Booker run, and he ran a lot better than him. Should have kept him in the game. Mm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, it, it to me the, the interesting part about this whole thing is that it's two teams that really just don't have much uh, to offer offensively when you look at the way that the production has been over the past twelve weeks um, of the NFL season. Uh, it's not a consistent. Uh, it's not consistent at any one thing except for like J-Rock alluded to, and the rushing attack of the Philadelphia Eagles. But if you do something to them that they don't like, which is rush more, kick back and make them actually uh, uh, – or not kick back, but uh, you know, put more in the box, make them have to throw the football, make Jalen Hurts be a quarterback, we see what happens a la Lamar Jackson Sunday night. The difference is he doesn't have an elite defense to back him up to help out on that other end. Um, and that's the Eagles, I think, overall, all-around problem. The Eagles just don't have uh, a defense out there that they can trot out and have confidence in uh, to either make a stop on a on a consistent basis or to just get a turnover when they absolutely need one. And and that offense, like you said, they cannot come back. When you got to come back, you got to be able to throw the football three, four, five, six, seven step drops and make the reads and 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 progress and then move the football down the field with big chunks, not running the football six, seven, eight yards a clip, which not so uh, they make, can, can I make do... a request real quick? Not, yeah, not to cut you off, but I am cutting you off. Um, before the show ends, can we just briefly talk about what's going on in college football right now? Because I'm kind of pissed off. That, you know, I, I know the right. game. Here, 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 oh, yeah. we'll here, here's what we'll do. Um, we are going to spend the next 18 minutes talking about this NFL Week 12. We'll talk about this game for the next 18. Once this second hour kicks off at 914-205-5796, we will talk about future coaches in the NCA, USC, yeah. and LSU. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into should they stay, should they not, the respect level. And then, of course, Makai uncommitting from Oklahoma to commit to USC. We will talk about that. Malachi, I'm sorry. I didn't want to mess his name up, um, but I already did. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll get into that. But, again, we're just going to finish this game up real quickly, uh, get everyone's last opinion on it. As we look towards the Eagles 5-7 and seven moving forward, is this a real block in their path? Can they move forward from it? Maybe, maybe not. The Eagles are the Eagles. They can't throw the football, but they can run really well. Yeah, um, if they if problem. they face a team, if they face a team that's gonna, you know, get up on them seven to ten points early, uh, it's gonna be really difficult for any for any time of them to get. They have no offensive weapons on at the wide receiver position outside of Devontae Smith, and he needs to, uh, and he needs to continue to develop uh, for me to actually put him up there with those other guys that that we know are the men uh, so far this year at the wide receiver position from last year and from this year's draft. So Eagles are what they are. They are a five and seventeen, possibly staring down the barrel of a uh, a six and a, what would it be six and eleven now, uh, possibly uh, seven and ten. 
And then as we move forward with the Giants 4-7, and seven, we will see um, get a real easy opponent in the Miami Dolphins. Not very much to do about nothing there. Defense isn't really that great. Offense goes by the seat of their pants. If they're able to get what they did on Cam Newton yesterday, which was multiple turnovers, a block punt for uh, a, a touchdown, uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out that way. But uh, a very mediocre challenge for right the uh, Miami Dolphins moving in, uh, going up it's against right. the Giants here. So um, as as that game moves forward, told, uh, we'll told. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nacho, real yeah, yeah. quick. Real quick about that preview in the Miami game, right? Mm-hmm. And what you said is exactly how I felt yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today? I feel a whole different way. Mm, and yeah. I'm going to relate to it, and we're going to pick it back up later on in the episode. But mm-hmm. not only is he turnover Jones, but he's Simon Bone Jones, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> is out again. Doubtful. To the point we had to pick up who I thought and still thinks that he is a Montana and Jake Fromm. <laughs> now, he's going to be a backup to Long Neck Glennon, and that's who is facing the Miami Dolphins. Oh, this is, this is, ooh, I, I can't wait till later on to talk about this with y'all <laughs> fellas. My God. Yes, yes, and, and of course, I was I was strictly talking about the challenger to the New York Giants, and that is the mediocre to sub-mediocre Miami Dolphins. But, of course, the yeah. New York Giants do have problems of their own, some situational issues at the quarterback position. Uh, as we move forward, <laughs> J-Rock, my man, we're just going to do it right now. we got about an hour and 15 left of the live program, and I want to get it all out. I want to get it all going on. Um, give me one second here. Just so we are clear of who's going where, um, we know the big names. There are some other names as well. Virginia Tech Hokies Brent Pry, uh, former Penn State defensive coordinator Brent Pry, will become the Virginia Tech uh, Hokies' new head coach, uh, according to Yahoo Sports. And then, of course, the big ones, LSU getting my man Jay Rock's head coach, Brian Kelly, um, in a fashion – we will get into it here in just a minute about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU uh, via text message. Uh, we'll get into why, how, and what that means for the internet world. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, leaving uh, the Oklahoma Sooners and going to the USC Trojans. Not only is he leaving uh, number one star recruit Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback, uh, five-star wide receiver Brandon Ennis, and four-star running back Trayvon Webb, I believe, all – <laughs> leave Oklahoma, decommit, and commit to USC. Um, and, of course, uh, Florida Gators, uh, Billy Nampier. Uh, the Florida Gators not, nabbed one of the best coaches in the group five level, Louisiana's mm-hmm. Billy Nampier. Uh, well, you know, so that's how that goes. Uh, and yeah. then Washington Huskies take Kalen uh, okay. DeBoer, uh, and they grab Kalen DeBoer uh, to be their head coach. Uh, of the Washington Huskies, Oklahoma doesn't have one yet, and then Notre Dame doesn't have one yet. Real quick before we get into this discussion, it should be noted, <laughs> Urban Meyer's dream job, Notre Dame. Right, J-Rock, J-Rock, you were on the board, sir. Um, 
what do you want to say? How, how do you feel about this? Um, well, I have a strong feeling about, about the text Kelly. message and, and, and the way that it, it was yeah. handled and the way it went down. I have a strong feeling about that, but uh, I will mute myself. I will mute all of these people. And for the next 12 minutes and 17 seconds counting down, the floor is yours, Notre Dame fan. Let us know how it goes. Let it rip, J-Rock. The NCAA should not allow college coaches whose teams are are vying for either the playoffs or even going to a freaking bowl bowl game. They shouldn't allow them to, to switch teams like that. Now, you can't fucking tell me that Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly never talked to these teams. And they just called them up after the season ended and said, hey, we got this position open. You want to be our coach? And he said, yeah. And by the next day, he's the fucking coach. That's bullshit. They had to be talking to these dudes. They had to be, but they can't say that because that's against NCAA rules. So for, for Brian Kelly, because I'm a Notre Dame fan, this motherfucker didn't even tell his team. They had to learn from the media and social media that Brian Kelly is leaving. Then he sends a fucking text message to the damn kid saying, I'll be there tomorrow, 7 a.m., and I'll talk to you guys about what's going on. Sorry you had to hear about it this way. That's some bullshit, bro. You knew he was fucking leaving. The week before, a reporter asked Brian Kelly, would you ever leave Notre Dame? And he said the same bullshit. J-Rock, I have a question. How long has he yeah, been yeah. Notre Dame's coach? Twelve years. Twelve years, wow. And that's Twelve how you handled it. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's Twelve crazy. years, bro. And the last five years, I think he's like fifty five and nine or fifty one and nine, something like that. Why would you leave? But that's 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 a different story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because now right. that's do, do you have an opinion of why he left? For the money, bro, they they gave him a hundred million dollars. Oh, oh shit! A hundred million dollars. Mother, <laughs> Mother Mary, hell of grace. <laughs> Peace be the journey. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> shit. The um, the the uh, the why is is quite simple. Um, boosters and big pockets. Um, that's, that's, that's all there is to it. And, and, and people may ask, yo, uh, why does Lincoln Riley, another great coach in the college world, leave Oklahoma the year they're about to go to the SEC and possibly have a chance to play the big dogs and get recognition? Well, USC gave him fully guaranteed $110 million. Not only did they do that. He has two homes in Oklahoma. They purchased both homes at half a million dollars over asking price. So they bought him out of his two homes in Oklahoma City, and they're buying him a $6 million mansion in L.A. And him and his immediate family, meaning the people who live under his roof, have unlimited use of a private airplane, all to become the USC Trojans head coach. Money, 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 money. There's no other reason why these college coaches do what they do other than money. It has nothing to do with the kid's future. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, bringing these kids up into a system or, or, you know, treating them the way, whatever. Look, there's been one head coach throughout this entirety of this whole Internet process thing that we've come into that has been up front. It's Matt Rule. Matt Rule from 
um, from Temple to Baylor to the NFL. He let his kids, he let the press, he let Baylor and Temple know from the beginning who was messaging him, who was emailing him, who he was talking to, and which jobs he was really considering. Other than that, these college coaches do what they want, when they want, how they want, and expect these kids to do as they say and not follow them. You know, do it, do as I do as I tell you, not as I do type of shit. And that's exactly what it is. And and look, the whole him messaging his people at in the middle of the night. That has 100% more to do with this 17-inch screen in front of me that I'm looking at that has the internet on it than it has to do with him disrespecting his kids or whatever. Do we want to say that they were talking for maybe a year or two and that this process was not an overnight thing? Yes, that is simple. Did he not let them know what he could have? Yes, but like I just said, he's not inept to that. Everybody's done that. The issue is this internet thing, man. You can't stop it. He could not sit at home for one night and think that it wouldn't get out, Think, know that it would not get out so that he could prepare a speech, tell these kids how he really feels, maybe personally let them know to their faces at 7 o'clock in the morning when they usually have their meets anyway. So I don't take too much, you know, uh, emphasis or or egregious with him texting his kids late in the middle of the night. I, I again, if we want to get into, he's been doing this for a long time. It didn't happen overnight. He's been talking to LSU for a minute now, and and now they're getting it. That's a different story. But I think just him wanting to get that message to his kids. I almost guarantee you, he did not want to do it over text message. This internet made him do it. The fact that he couldn't get, yeah. he couldn't he couldn't walk to his car before one of his lackeys texted somebody from the New York Times or texted somebody from uh, Louisiana Post or somebody from, Mm -hmm. you know, the Chicago Times. That's what's going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. He knew one of of the lower-ups who has a buddy or something. It was going to get spread around, and and that's just how it goes. I mean, uh, it's just the way the world works. So I'm not so pissed off about him writing the letter again. The fact that you've been talking to LSU for most likely over a year now, and we're supposed to believe that in a matter of a few hours, you know, you you guys come together and put this all together. That's unbelievable. And, and get the deal and, done exactly. Yeah, yeah, you that's get that unbelievable. Deal done in a couple hours. And not only on top of that, bub, you and, and I'm talking to, to 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 Brian Kelly, bub, your fucking team has a chance to make the goddamn playoffs. You don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks with these uh, conference championship games with one loss on your record. This is a team that could sneak into the fourth seed in the NF in the NCAA playoff, and you dipped on them right now. Look, Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. They they got a bowl game, and that's it. They got no chance. I understand that. That's the way it works. You're done for. But this right here, Brian Kelly, you could have waited. You could have just waited. And and let's look like we just like me and J Rock just said you've been going over this for the last year and a half probably what's another two three weeks let it come out that you did or didn't exactly. make the playoff and then boom we didn't make the playoff we're in another you know uh, New Year's Eve bowl game and look I'm not going to be with the team anymore I'm going to discuss so that, that that's my big takeaway of it again these college coaches don't respect anything except money. 
and the fact that they are going to get up every weekend and denigrate college athletes and these NILs is just beyond ludicrous. So any but college let me, coach let me, let me that say has, one thing go just, ahead. To, just to clear up why I'm upset with Brian Kelly, because he went on national media and said in the beginning of the season that this wasn't a playoff mm-hmm. team. But they went out and only lost one game all fucking year to Cincinnati. And then he dips on them. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati is this. the number three, two, two, or three team in the nation right now. So not only does that add to the fact that you're dipping out on a team that has a chance, if Cincinnati loses, you are taking that spot. You beat them. Like that, I, I think that's how it works in my eyes, and I, I, I don't know what the rest five, six, no, seven, eight, Cincinnati. and how that—that's the only game we lost. Yeah, but Cincinnati still has, I believe, a conference championship, don't they? Or, or they don't have one. Anyways, do they? They, they I don't know. How, I, I'm not too sure on them. I, I don't know what exactly conference they're in, um, but we do have some conference championships, the Pac-12, and other ones, and, and, and those things, um, Big Ten, those championships can impact which teams get knocked out, and who stays in. And with Notre Dame not having one, it has fared them for the foreseeable path not having one helped them. They didn't have to worry about taking a loss late in season while an undefeated or one-loss team who just barely scraping into the top four right now, they might have to play one of those. So, And then, of course, Michigan doing their thing, how much they respect Michigan. So there's so much. There's so much you could talk about when it comes to head coaches in the college game and how it, it works forward. But my biggest thing to you, J-Rock, is who is your next coach? And if he sits there and says this isn't a, a playoff team and they're 10-1 and one looking down the barrel of possibly making the playoffs, can you expect this next coach to get the same production from this team next year? Yeah, if we stay in-house, I think it should be – I forgot his name, though. I just think it should be the defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator we got from Cincinnati last year. He's only been on the on the team for for a year, but I think he should be the next coach. But I don't know. Uh, Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman, that's his name. And. <clears throat> When I first saw the defense at the beginning of the year, I'm like, "Oh, this defense ain't gonna work." But mm-hmm. Over the over the over the course of the year, man, this this defense is coming on, man. They looking good, looking fucking good, man. You got these young bucks out here making these sacks, getting to the quarterback. Defense, we got one. We got Kyle Hamilton out there, even though he's hurt. First round draft pick. Come on. So. So I dropped something there. Sorry about that. So when. When he comes out and says this team isn't a playoff team, then they are now 10-1 and one staring down the barrel of a playoff. That just makes him look better, doesn't it? I mean, like, look, I don't, I don't believe this team is a playoff team, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make them one. And now look at me, 10-1. and one. They're a playoff team. So, like, can, can, can we get the assumption that maybe he undersold maybe what he thought this team would be at the beginning of the season? And then now off the coattails of overperforming, and maybe he didn't think they were a 10-1 and team, maybe a 9-8 or eight win team, undersold it to non-playoff team, and now look at this 10-1 team now. Um, look what I did, so to speak, arms on hips, you know, chest puffed. Um, can he 
can this be just a, a big ruse, a big, you know, hey, look, man, I I don't put it past I, I think Vince because motherfuckers. He didn't know <laughs> what the what the what the future was at quarterback. So I mean, we got we got the transfer from from Wisconsin, and he was he was kind of iffy because they had to take him out. I think the second or third game of the season because he wasn't really playing that well, but. After they took him out, the next game, man, this, start, this kid started to settle down, and he's playing good now. So I think I think it was more the quarterback situation, the offense, because the defense was always, you know, okay, but not a good. But I think it was more the offense, and he didn't know where, what kind of quarterback he had. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger question is now, is that this team is 10-1 because of Brian Kelly or this team is 10-1 and one because of the, the, the coaching staff? And I think that question will be answered next year, and then that's an obvious one that could be answered. with the about filling my, my team short. We're 11-1. Oh, you're 11-1. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I forget they play 12 games. I, I always think they're 11-game uh, season. But, uh, yeah, 11-1, and, 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 and look, man, this is a team that – they are national. Bro, they are on national TV every single week. I can turn on a TV, plug in a regular basic antenna, and every Saturday afternoon I can watch Notre Dame football. Is the job. Why you leave it, I have no understanding at all. And the crazy thing is, is I sit here and I talked about what USC was given, uh, Lincoln Riley, what LSU may be giving Brian Kelly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You don't think them Notre Dame boosters got them same big ass pockets up there in Chicago? You better motherfucking believe they do. So this isn't about money. I don't think with Brian Kelly as it pertains to why he's leaving or why he uh, maybe did that. Because there's no doubt in my mind he whatever LSU's throwing at him, Notre Dame could match money wise, situational wise. But again. We are all human beings. After 12 years in one spot, a couple times making it to the big dance and getting mollywopped, how many more times can you stay in it and try to, to continue, I guess, it, it can it mentally go against you? A team that you didn't think was going to make the playoffs now has a chance. Most likely they're probably not going to make the playoff, but they have a chance. And I think that's maybe as a head coach he was just tired of it. And LSU, you know, for what it's worth, uh, you know, they got the recruiting class and all that, whatever. But it's just, it's just really odd to me. It, this isn't a lateral move for Brian Kelly. Oklahoma. Well, I don't understand USC, why after spending twelve years at one team that now you basically starting over. You got to recruit now. Sorry. You got to do all this. You starting over now, mm-hmm. and you're willing to do that at your age. And he doesn't really recruit that well. He has other people who recruits for him. Mm-hmm. So now you have to be the recruiter. How's that going to fare out? Look, look, you're going to have to go to LSU where, to be honest, that purple and, and gold and that sweater will recruit for you. But look, if they, it, it, it will recruit for you for so long. If you steady taking L's, you're going to be, you're going to be losing five four-star recruits that would be going to LSU, to Bama, to Auburn to Georgia, to Florida, to now the newly new new SEC Oklahoma Sooners. 
those team those players will go to those teams in the SEC because you can't win. Riding off the fact that you're just mm-hmm. trying to use the LSU fame to get your recruiting in. You're 100% correct. It's a new style. It's a new game. This recruiting is new. It's NILs. It's can you get them the most money. Look, Lincoln Riley just took two five-star and one-star recruits from Oklahoma's pockets. He's willy steaming, beaming them. Took off, went to USC. Those three guys within the next 48 hours decommitted from Oklahoma and committed to USC. That's Oklahoma's fan base right now was looking forward to Lincoln Riley offense, a five-star quarterback, a five-star wide receiver, and a four-star running back. Now the stars and all that, they could turn into whatever, but the, 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 the optimism and what could be was riding high going into next season. And within a span of 72 hours for the Oklahoma fan base, their future is gone. That, that, that's what I think needs to be taken away from this more than anything. Notre Dame, their future is their future. I think they will be fine. And, and, and the reaction to Brian Kelly is, and I, and I know you're upset about it, but it may be a blessing in disguise. A guy who didn't even believe in you, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you know it, what, man? It might be. Brian Maybe Kelly. he left to challenge himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe he left to mm-hmm. challenge himself because now you're in the SEC. In the SEC, that's big boy. You got to point big boy pants. You're not playing these mediocre teams no more. Everybody in the SEC is, is kind of good. So now yeah. you're going to challenge yourself to see if you can recruit well and if you can get these teams to come up and play every fucking week. Because so now we want to see what Brian Kelly is really made of. Because, look, look, Brian Kelly left, and, and, and no recruits left for Brian Kelly. <laughs> no, we didn't hear nothing like you know this guy's decommitting from Notre Dame to go to LSU. This guy, one because LSU's got a, got a team and they've got commits and five stars of all their own. Again, that's why it's a lateral move to me. If you leave Notre Dame, the next place you should go should not be three letters that starts with an L. It should be three letters that starts with an N and ends with an L. You should go from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to an NFL team with a. You should not go from Notre Dame to LSU. It's a lateral move. And in some aspects, you might even be going lower. So, again, it's the same thing with the Oklahoma job to the USC job. Now, again, you're getting beautiful L.A., the $6 million mansion, the private jet. So you are upgrading in your personal life and and, and the way you live your everyday, you know. Granted, man, you couldn't give my family a private jet. My damn kids would take it to school. So, like, 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 like my, my shit, like, so I don't get all that. I, I, I just, like, I get it. But, like, that to me is their lateral moves. It's of the personal life. And, yeah, you're moving from Oklahoma, you know, cornfields and, 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 you know, flyover states to the hustle and bustle of Fifth Ave and Saxon, whatever, and L.A. and the beautiful weather and the beautiful people. But football-wise, SC, SC ain't, ain't Oklahoma and Oklahoma – Ain't over SC as they're about the same. It's not as if you're moving from one to the other. What you did was you didn't want to go to the SCC. That's what you didn't want to do, Lincoln Riley. So, again, they did what they wanted to do. There, there are multiple reasons why uh, we we could we could denigrate these two head coaches for you know one tucking his tail, some might say, from the SEC to running at the Pac to the Pac-12. But look, you can get a Pac-12 team undefeated. You'll be the first one, I think, in almost a decade. Or more. I don't know. If, I don't know what's easy about winning in the Pac-12 when they haven't been able to have an undefeated team or be in the playoffs realistically cons- consistently. 
because they beat each other up every year. So it's not as if this is an easy conference as well. SEC is just going to show you that, look, man, you can't come down here and think you're just going to bring people over. The recruiting is way different down there. And, and, and the way Nick Saban and, and the way Florida and the way Georgia and the way Auburn, the way they recruit is 180 degrees different than the rest of this nation. So it's going to be different. It's going to be wild. And I think you're 100% correct with, with Brian Kelly. Uh, it was a bitch move. Uh, the way you, you lied about your team early on in the season, and then now the way that you pretended like you just talking to this team within the last week or two when you got this shit done, when stuff like this takes almost a year. My main man, Eda Chosen One, welcome to the show. The floor is yours. We did a little bit of Pac-12, or Pac-12. We did a little bit of Week 12 action earlier in the show. We did wrap up. We're wrapping up this this, this NCAA head coaching conversation carousel Uh J-Rock wanted to get into Brian Kelly being a big old bitch, and then we started talking about Lincoln Riley tucking his tail from the SEC. 914-205-5796. Eat a chosen one. Welcome, my friend. Bust up. Peace, peace, everybody. What's going on? I'm going to catch the uh, first portion of the show. Had to be dad. You know how that goes on these weekdays, man. I'm back at the school and thing again. So, fellas, I said that to say wish me luck because <laughs> I don't know this new math. And that's all I'm saying right there, bro. This new math is different. The equations over the arithmetic and the numeratical sit here. I'm like, hold on. You're going to teach me to my kids. But anyway, I definitely want to hear what J-Rock had to say. I apologize for missing it because that was something that I brought up yesterday about Brian Kelly coming over from his beloved Notre Dame, you know, fighting Irish over to my LSU Tigers. So I definitely wanted to hear about that. Um Outside of that, man, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I want to say a lot, but I can't because right now me and Shakes is going at it. I don't know if he mentioned it, but the Knicks is playing the Nets right now, and it's happening. So I'm a little focused on that, but I'm a little focused on this. I don't know if y'all got into Daniel Jones. Got a neck injury because he was trying to go through his progression. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But um, that's about it, man, right now. I'm <laughs> so... I'm low in the back. I just want to continue being a fan, and I'll jump in the moment I get into this next next game, and I'll talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit. Um, I can't wait for fantasy hour because it's on. It's on. Let's talk about that. It's on. <laughs> so, you, yeah, it is on, on. Shake, just take your time this week. Nacho, man. That's all, man. <laughs> man we're going to definitely talk about it. Yeah, yes, we will. Time, fan- bro. Listen to me. Say, normally I want you to hurry out because you want to talk about you. But take your time today. Take your time, young man. Take your time. Yeah, man, there's a lot of interesting things going on in this uh, fantasy thing, man, with the playoffs for two weeks away, man. Playoffs? You kidding me? Mm -hmm. Playoffs? You kidding me? Man, and of course, look at man, it's going to be a great one. And of course, when you hear this, You know it's about to get fantasy bracking up in here. Uh, as as Mr. E that chose one so eloquently alluded to, 46, 45-41, uh, 7-18 left in the second. Nets over the Knicks later on this evening at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Two best teams in all of the NBA faceoff. Uh, and, of course, it's too late for the East Coast. But as well as we get to watch the Warriors and the Suns. Um, later... 
we will get into this uh, fantasy news. I just want to get into this week 13 stuff. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. Thursday night football, COVID, Anaraki or 19 or 20 or Alpha, Beta, Delta running wild through the Dallas Cowboys locker room. Uh, eight people, including Mike McCarthy, out for Thursday night's matchup against New Orleans in New Orleans. Seven and four Dallas Cowboys going up against the New Orleans Saints at five and six on NFL Network and Fox. Dallas favored by four and a half. And then, of course, Sunday will start these Sunday morning games off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to division rival Atlanta Falcons, eight and three bucks taking on the five and six Falcons bucks, 11 point favorites, easy peasy bucks. No sneezy. I don't know. I was trying uh, Cardinals taking on the bears uh, early morning game, nine and two Cardinals uh, taking on the four and seven bears, nine and two. That's a good record. I wonder who those two losses are. Uh, minus seven and a half for the Cardinals. Uh, going up against Chicago, Justin Fields, rookie quarterback. What can he do? Los Angeles Chargers coming off that awful loss to the Denver Broncos. Justin Herbert picks six again. Oh, that was Joe Burrow last week. Justin Herbert this week. Young QB's throwing pick sixes. Hmm. Who would have known? Cincinnati, though, coming off the big win against the division rival uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-4, and four, taking on L.A. in Cincinnati, 6-5. and five. Cincinnati, three-point favorites in that game. Stay far away from that. Again, Detroit, again, they are playing chess. We are all playing checkers. In the first 17 game season, they are going to figure out how to beat 0-16. The 0-10 and the 1 Detroit Lions hosting the Minnesota Vikings at 5-6. and six, Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I got a Thielen, my fantasy team. They know how to get the football. Them two highest rated wide receivers when targeted this year. They will do their thing in Detroit. The New York Giants 4 and 7 taking on the 5 and 7 Miami Dolphins. Miami favored by 3 points down in Miami. It's going to be hot and humid. We're going to see how that works out for them. Uh the New York Jets taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in the Meadowlands or is it the Meadowlands? Yeah, in New Jersey. Um New Meadowlands, right? I don't know, whatever. Uh 11 a.m., 1 p.m. actually on the West Coast on the East Coast, uh CBS six and a half point favorite Philly and then of course Texans MetLife, MetLife Stadium. Met- Meadowlands no more. Uh Deshaun Jackson made sure of that. Uh Colts, Texans. Oh, you you a shady motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I know. He was trying to throw them shits in there. Fucked up, bro. You ain't supposed to answer because then I get all laughy and shit, and it fucks me up. Y'all just let me <laughs> run. Houston Texans taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, for like I said, what it worth. Starting off one and four is a horrible hole to try to climb out of, but five and two over the last seven games. They've really gotten together offensively and defensively, especially with the f- fantasy weapon that is Jonathan Taylor. I'm obviously taking the Colts in that one, but. Texans have oh, two wins. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he, he showed his toe. He don't got it. It's a fractured toe. Might 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 get it might get yeah. surgery this week. Yeah, we'll figure toe. it out. <laughs> Ask Jalen Ramsey how his toe is. Um so the afternoon games on Sunday, Las Vegas Raiders gonna do their thing. Back. Taking on the one <laughs> taking on the Washington football team. Uh I know you ears will be, what was it, eyes will be perked, ears will be focused on this game if you're a 
NFC East uh, division rival of the Washington Redskins taking on the Las Vegas Raiders at uh, 4.05 in the afternoon. Vegas two-and-a-half-point favorites. And then, of course, moving on to another game at 4.05 in the afternoon, Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Los Angeles. Man, Los Angeles 13-point favorites. They really need this one uh, due to L.A. Rams coming off of three straight losses to playoff teams. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, don't forget, open the oven, turn it over, pull it out in an hour and a half because your season is cooked and done. The first season in Mike Tomlin's career where he will not be over 500. Ravens, I think, went big in Pittsburgh. Uh, as we move on to the other game in the afternoon, 425, uh, division rival San Francisco 49ers, who seem to be getting it all together uh, down the stretch here, 6-5, and five, taking on the Seattle Seahawks, three-and-a-half-point favorites for the Seahawks. And... Uh, division rival, man, Broncos putting it all on the Los Angeles Chargers uh, last week, taking on the freshly by healthy, healthy off the by Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, 10-point favorites at home, Sunday night football on NBC. And then, of course, the Monday night football we'll all be watching. New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills. Can the Buffalo Bills knock the New England Patriots off their top spot, seeing as they were only able to do it for one year? Not even a full year. I mean, the year's not even over, and the Patriots are back on top again. I mean, you had one job, Buffalo. You just had one job. Win the division and make sure New England don't make the playoffs again. Just one. And these motherfuckers are 8-4. and four. Just God one. damn you. Just and if y'all going to tell me that Belichick ain't the greatest of all time, man, slap He's me. He's the greatest. 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 I mean, look. Look, is it, there's only one reason why they're not changing the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy. It's just because it doesn't sound as aesthetically pleasing to the ear because we've heard it for the last 100 years or 50-some years. But it needs to be the Belichick Lombardi slash trophy because, like, the, the dude's going to have more, like, double than the next closest coach with like, – it's just too – Man, it's just stupid, man. It's just stupid. You go from, like, man, I hate the Patriots. But I ain't in the AFC, so it don't bother me as much. Again, Monday Night Football, Buffalo Bills. Fucking don't let us down. Hosting the New England Patriots. Um, That is your Week 13 slate. Uh, Outside of the New York Giants taking on the Miami Dolphins, anybody want to perk their ears? Say something about any of those other games before we deep dive into this week 13 action for your New York Giants and then get right into these fantasy news and updates from a main man, Shakes Montana Manai. All I want to talk about is Long Neck Glenarm. Pause. Hey, hey, hey. We're going to get right into this. So, the New York Giants traveling down to Miami, Miami Dolphins, as it sits right now with the matchup predictor on ESPN.com. New York has a 39.6% chance of winning, while the Miami Dolphins have a 60% chance of winning. Daniel Jones with a neck injury is, I know we've heard out. It is an undecided right now as it pertains to the actual verbiage on the paperwork, but I think we can all assume you don't bring in a quarterback uh, off a practice squad uh, for no reason uh, on a Tuesday. So uh, most likely Daniel Jones out with a neck injury, bringing in Jake Fromm. Off the, someone remind me, which practice squad was he on? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills practice squad. And uh, bringing him in, (laughs) bringing him in uh, to do that. So, uh, 
makes you wonder if Trubisky was on their practice squad, would they have grabbed him? That's another question for he for another day. Uh, but here we go. Tua Tungo-Vailoa can't stay healthy for an entire game. Daniel Jones can't stay healthy for an entire season. What will Marcus happen? Uh, the <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> – Man, I wish he was still the, the quarterback in Chicago, but that's neither here nor there. I, know, I, bet you. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the way we handle in Justin Fields, I mean, it really don't matter. But uh, as we as uh, as we proceed to give these fans more of what they need, deserve, and want, Week 13 has a pretty good matchup with an AFC East opponent, the Miami Dolphins hosting an NFC East opponent, and the New York Giants. Both these teams really, really sitting outside the AFC and NFC playoffs picture uh trying to do their best uh to make it in uh let me see if i got this right um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah miami at five and seven they are sitting on the outside looking in of this playoff picture i have a graphic i'm trying to pull up sorry gentlemen uh and any ladies that are listening um there it is. Perfect. AFC looking at the Raiders, Browns, Broncos, Colts, and Steelers outside looking in. So maybe not so much for the Dolphins, uh, but with the victory here at 5-7, and seven, getting them up there to uh, 6-7. and seven, Colts, Steelers fall off. They might have a, a chance to get in there. Broncos facing the Chiefs. They go down to 6-7. and seven. Browns facing uh, another NFC, uh, another AFC opponent, I believe. They 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 they're out of there, so they have. Uh, oh no, they're on bye. It, it's interesting over there. And then of course, in the NFC, good old lordy, Falcons five and six, Saints five and six, Vikings five and six, Panthers five and seven, Eagles five and seven, Giants four and seven, and even the lowly Bears four and seven, still all in the real in the mathematical hunt for the wild card seven seed. Um, and then of course, Niners and Washington. Niners at six and five, Washington football team at five and six. Um, both these teams really have can can have realistic sorry can have realistic playoff ambitions, but also have some some draft expectations moving forward. So it's a little bit of both. Um, you, you root for your team to win, but in the case of, in the event of a loss, it isn't much. Uh, it is a obviously a, a first internal punch in the face, but then look, we got a good draft pick. Of course, Chicago wins. Uh, uh, Miami got a good draft pick. They, you know, that's what you're as a fan base got to be thinking. Look, we we got this. You know, we're we're gonna move forward. Gettleman won't be there. Make make same mistakes. We'll move forward from that. So it's a little bit of a you know smiley face on both ends of the spectrum you win it's good and you lose it's kind of good in the long run not so much now uh but miami dolphins it's all bad for them they got two teams in the division that they're going to be continually looking up to for the next five to ten years uh they got a quarterback that can't continue to stay healthy um and they don't trust him they would rather give a guy with 22 impending convictions the football over to a tongue of Iloa is what we hear so I just I, what Miami Dolphins are going through. They're paying uh, multiple players, including Kyle Van Noy, to play uh, in a, a division rivals uniform. So 
Dolphins are the Dolphins right now. They are doing Dolphin-like things. They do have an impressive Thursday night victory over what I would what I would say a extremely tired and unhealthy Baltimore Ravens team. But a win is a win, and, and paper is paper. So, um, but again, my my father, for all of his sayings, I do enjoy this one. It's probably not his, but broken clock is right twice a day, and Miami Dolphins seem to be kind of that. They're broken, and every once in a while they get it right. <clears throat> we'll see. As that moves forward, we will start with Shakes Montana. He said he felt like this game might be that of pushover for the Miami Dolphins. But now, with the impending neck injury of Daniel Jones, he doesn't feel the same. Looking into Week 13, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Shakes Montana, my nine, the floor is yours. What troubles you, or is this a W as you look forward to maybe, possibly, making the playoffs? Tell you what troubles me, man. Salmon Bone Jones, man. That's what fucking troubles me. Alright? We're talking about they're supposed to be the franchise quarterback. And this motherfucker can't play a full fucking season at all. Fucking hurt again? And I know I'm, mm-hmm. I, I know I might be spoiled from the Eli shit, but good God Almighty. Uh, yo, what the fuck is this? Yo, what is They're going on? They're trying to make him a running back. Bro, Stop what trying is to going make him on? A running back. This is this is crazy, yo. But you know what, man? Y'all all know I'm a fan of Long Neck Glenarm. Pause. I'm a fan. And I think he can manage the game and win this game, man. This is Miami, all right? Now, that defense is tough. It's going to be tough. But run the ball, man. Let's get some Saquon, man. I need a, I need a Saquon, man. I need a Saquon. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Trust me. Yeah, I'm still. I, I got, yo, okay. you, don't, you don't get it. You don't get it, it ain't nothing wrong with that. that bro. It ain't nothing wrong with I, it. I just go off of hope, bro. I and understand we, that. I know man, that. That's all I got, And look, man, God never, never lets me down, B. He never lets me down. All right? That's, that's one thing he don't do, B. Yeah, hold on, me. hold on, hold on now. We've been so, double-digit losses for how many years? He ain't listening to that. It's all in God's plan, though, bro. It's all in God's plan. It's a bigger picture, baby. What are you talking about? It's a bigger picture. you praying to? It's a bigger picture. You don't know my God. You don't know yeah, my the, God. The, the, uh, no, I don't. I like it. helping you. I like to throw in a simple word when we talk about that three-letter capital G word, and that's football gods, and that makes it a little easier for us to, to contemplate because, I, like a wise man once said at a podium, I don't think Jesus is a football fan. But <laughs> He's um, a fan of me. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the aspect of the football gods, I think, is something that a lot of us fans, uh, which, whichever 32 of the 32 teams you have, is something that we all rely on and vehemently agree on the football gods will find their way and they are true and tried as long as you have hope lrp my friend right miami dolphins new york giants week 13 what do you have to say about the neck of the man daniel jones and conversely <laughs> how are you going to stop a man neck. Who, Hello. How, how and how are you going to stop a man or should i say an offense who you may not know the quarterback will be from play to play. 
are you with us, sir? Hey, man, this boy hurt, man. I tried to tell him about it, but early in the season, no, man, we don't need no quarterback. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> well, then we will move right on LRP. I'm sure he'll hop in when he can. I know he's either busy at the at the bag or getting things situated over there. J-Rock, sir. How does this defense combat the fact that they may face two of one series, they may face a backup the next series, they may face a two of for three series, two of may not play for a full quarter, two of may play for, you know, two or three downs and get hurt inside of a series. How does a defense combat something like that with an offense where you don't know the consistency of their quarterback on a play-to-play basis, let alone a game-to-game basis? That's that's real difficult, man. Because now you got like, who do you game plan for? The, the guy who has the most snaps. Like, do, you, do we game plan for two or do we game game plan for who is it, Brissett? Yeah, Brissett. Like that's that's gonna be real difficult. Man. Um, but you know, everybody knows what kind of quarterback two is, and you know, Brissett he can run out of the pocket, but he's mostly a, a pocket passer. But he's 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 pretty accurate with his passes. So I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's gonna be difficult. Man. And can he can I run jump? the ball too. Yeah, real quick. Jump Go ahead. After that. Um, great okay. point, J. Ryan. Love your point right there. But it, I guess I don't know if I'm disagreeing. But my my point is this: it is a good thing um, about that because. I think you have to game plan for both, right? And you would say, damn, you got game plan for two quarterbacks. How do you do that? That's difficult in, in a normal situation, but not in this situation because you have game tape on both. You know what I'm saying? So you can sit there and say, okay, we got to look out for this one when, when he comes in and, and all that. Now, if you knock out Tua in this game, that means you have been beating up the quarterback. I think that's a momentum for the defense, smelling uh, blood in the water as sharks, okay? So that means if they knock him out of the fucking game, then now they just got to deal with Bissett. And, you know, he is he he is a... Little irritating fucking quarterback, but he ain't no quarterback that you'll sit there and say, "Oh, he's impossible to stop." You can stop him. You can stop him. Yes, beat him up. That's the that's the uh, that's the formula. Beat the damn quarterbacks up. Go back to 2011 Giants. See, that's not my concern though. My concern is not mm-hmm. the defense, and I know that I don't know what the question is, Nacho, but. My 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 main concern is this offense, man. Now you have a new play caller, and now you're gonna have the backup quarterback playing. And long you, neck, you, know, you, you say that now, man, but he he was he was decent all them years, you know, way back. He was decent. Hey. I never, <laughs> long neck. I never seen long no, neck. Glenn no, he's. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust the dude, but I don't trust. Don't be hating on Long Neck Glenn, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not hating on the fake. I'm gonna tell y'all, we're gonna throw that right down the field. I have more trust in Daniel Jones, but. So look again, 
that there's it, it. The interesting thing is, is 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 talking about backups. You know, bringing up Brissett and then Glennon and stuff like that. Is it, look, they're backups for a reason. If they were actual starters and could play well in this league, they wouldn't be backups. So they're they're there. They're there because they are. They put themselves there over the course of their career. So um, to have a starter sit and the expectation to be greater than the starter when the backup comes in um, is just not realistic to me. Uh, so I don't I don't see any kind of uh, jump in anything moving from a starter to a backup, uh, especially when we're in week 12, week 13. That backup hasn't seen any kind of action with the ones for the entirety of the whole season. So uh, as it pertains to even just running uh, basic, you know, plays and practice, there's no continuity or cohesiveness. Uh, it's just not my, my thing to say that a backup is going to come in and, and, and try to uh, – and it will be better for – uh, a, a certain team now maybe for the defense possibly you could you could wrap that around there but for the entirety of an offense it just doesn't seem uh to to to, to work that way the the interesting thing about that is you, you said if we're getting the two or if we take two out for the game we're getting to them two has been hurt on routine plays scrabbling out the co- pocket and a linebacker just tackles him it oh, wasn't uh, it was it wasn't an, it wasn't a pressure um a lot yeah, of his injuries are a lot of his injuries are based off of him trying to make an actual normal football play um so it's not as if he's getting pressured you know play in and play out and he's just getting rocked and Shame. rocked and rocked um it, it, it's it's, uh, it's Shame, a right? hey uh it's a hey hit me and hopefully this hit doesn't break me um kind of kind of thing um but yeah. We'll, Sir, we'll I don't see. like your shade, right? Uh, well, you're going to Miami. You're gonna get. To, you're gonna need a lot of shade down there. Okay. So, right, um, it, it's oh. sunny. So, um, the the That's the a good one. <laughs> the 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 end all be all is this: it's two teams with seven losses on their record trying to make it uh, make it right. Uh, the Dolphins are on a four-game winning streak, beating the Texans, the Ravens, the Jets, and the Panthers. Um, nobody looks at those last four games and goes, wow, they really ran through a slew of, of teams. Um, again, situations is situational, but you give Ravens a full week to, to get healthy after that overtime game. I don't know if the Dolphins win 22-10. Uh, so, let's, let's, not, let's not start that, Nacho, because you can say the same thing about New England. No, no, you're right. You're right. Come on. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. You can't say that. You can't say that about other teams in the NFL. Uh, my thing is, 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 look, man, New England, they, they're not. They're not just. They're not just playing bad teams and going out there and barely winning. Forty-five to seven against the Browns. Twenty-five to zero against the Falcons. 36 to 13 against the then number 1 Titans, 24 to 6 against the Panthers, squeak out a win mm-hmm. against the then so so Super Bowl contending Chargers, 54 to 13 against the Jets. Like that's their last five victories. Six, six in a row. So yeah, they're not playing top echelon teams when you look at the Panthers and you look at the Falcons and the Browns <laughs> now. But look, when you play the Jets, what are you supposed to do? Beat them 54 to 13. They did that. Win, yeah. <laughs> 54. The 54, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, it's not like they're going out there and they 21 to 17, 21 to 14, the Jets. 
like the Falcons did or, or like the Jets just did to the Texans. They did what they had to do. And you got you got L.A. with all them weapons and their Super Bowl contending team. You beat them by three. That's how you're supposed to play tough playoff games. So, look, we can talk about right. the Patriots and, 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 and they're not playing great games. They're not playing great teams. But, look, they went against the Falcons 25-0 to on a Thursday night. They had 10 days to prepare for the number one team in the Tennessee Titans in the AFC, and they shellacked them. Now, you can tell me Derrick Henry ain't there. You can tell me Ryan Tannehill ain't the dude. But they got a rookie quarterback no. over there in, in, in New England. So that my grave rule, number one, tough defense, couldn't stop a rookie quarterback? So, again, there's a lot, there's a lot to unravel with that Patriots team. But the Bills had one job. Come on, you know that. They, they, they run the ball. That's, that's their thing. They run the ball. They they dink and dunk. This is the the New England Patriots from 2001 to 2007. And then when when mm-hmm. Mac Jones makes enough money to hone his body and get the get the requisite, you know, uh, trainers and quarterback coaches and hone that skill, he will then be what we now see Tom Brady. Like that's just what it is. Brady. <laughs> they are recreating that. They are starting with they a higher are, base. They don't have a six-round base to start from. Yeah. They got a clone. They cloning yeah. over there. They got a clone. They got a – They got a – They already, they they already calling the him starting, baby goat. Like, how is he the baby the, goat already? He's in his first hit. Yeah. How he baby yeah, you goat? Got, you look at it, man. Look at it. They're, they're just – The only thing they did different was they started – Their starting level talent is better. 01 Brady talent level and Mac Jones 2021 talent level. Mac Jones is light years ahead of him. But, <laughs> but look, but look, Tom Brady spent a good portion of ten years honing his skill, winning seventeen to ten games off a of run game in defense, and then got quarterback coach after quarterback coach and avocado drink after avocado drink and and workout after Pilates workout and made his body from a flabby old five four running forty to a toned five two running forty. And out there shaking people in at 42 years old. So, look, Mac Jones gonna end up doing the same damn thing. I don't know the 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 winning of championships may not be there. Sixes is, is it's an awful lot. But Bill Belichick's got that pedigree; right. he could do it. But do I anticipate? But if you get half of that, man, that's an accomplishment. Bro, if they go out there over the next 10 years and he wins three, that's the Brady. Brady won three yeah. in the first 10 years. Absolutely. Brady Absolutely. won one in, in what, 04 and didn't win another one until 15. They went almost a whole decade without winning one. So, look, this team can go a whole decade, still make playoffs, still make Super Bowls, still make AFC championships and not win and, con- and consistently stay good uh, and then they'll, they'll win. I, I got, so, and that's a, it's enough gloating about the damn Patriots. But, look, right. Man, I, got, I, got, Bills, I got a question. He that chose one from the Bronx, though. real quick. Just, just two random questions. Either chose one from the Bronx. Are you here? I'm right here, bro. Yes, sir. All right, so two-part question, right? You know what I mean? Just answer it, then we can go back to whatever they was going in, then we can get that fantasy going. But random questions here. I know you're watching the game. I'm watching it, too. i um seen a commercial, the TikTok commercial. Did you see how flabby Allen Iverson looked? I mean, he looks really like a fucking grandpa now. Like, wow, like what the Yo, fuck is going on? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson looks like 
under under Shaq neck. The whole <laughs> part of under Shaq neck is Allen Iverson box. Bro, How did Allen Iverson turn to a Being a slim dude like that, he is a gerbil right now. He looking real oh, crazy. Oh, yo, that shit look funny as shit, bro. I was like, is that Iverson for real? Yo, that man looked like That's what grandpa. happens to basketball players when they stop working out and everything. Yeah. Come that, that weight and everything comes yeah. fast. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan looked like a, a Boston baked bean. Yeah, uh, no. It, it, it's, it's a millionaire who doesn't have to worry about his physique anymore because he's a millionaire and he could do what he wants. So That's a and that is what it is. At this point, you know, the, the, the man's got an iconic picture that's hanging Still probably in Philadelphia Sixers fans' rooms. Um, I've been over Lou. Yeah, Lou, Lou and Lakers haters fans' rooms. That that's what, that's up. what the commercial is actually based on. So yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, uh, that, that's pretty much exactly. It's iconic. It's iconic. It's just the way Iverson did, and um, that's how it's going to be, man. You're a millionaire, and he ain't got to worry about it. Real quick, my, my second question to you, uh, Edith, real quick. Your Knicks. Uh, look, I like Thibodeau. I do. I think he's a great coach, and I told you, like, yo, that was a great move. But what the fuck is he doing? No, like, for real, like, what the fuck I'm, is he I'm doing? Tell you. you bitch, Timber Walker? <laughs> you just... Take him out of the rotation, like completely out of the rotation, just gone. Not no injury, no COVID, no nothing. You just take him out. That's crazy. Tibbs is an old school, listen, Tibbs is an old school coach. I can remember Tom Coughlin doing something like that too. Wasn't no injuries. There were some things that take place in-house. Coughlin eventually right in the open. That's called psychological approach to things. Sit you down, make you think about what's going on, make you reset, and come and, and actually put your blood, sweat, and tears into whatever's going on. I can guarantee you it has nothing to do with Kimball Walker's play on the court. This is something personal. That's the type of man Tibbs is. He did the same thing in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jakeem Noah had an issue, sat his ass down. He wasn't hurt, wasn't nothing. Sat him down. Did the same what? thing in Minnesota. And Curry, uh, Anthony what? Towns had a thought process, sat him down. That's who Tibbs is. That's who Tibbs is. Oh, that's some California we'll shit, right? That Stephen Curry wearing yeah, right that... now. I don't know if you're saying it, but what Stephen Curry is wearing right now, that's some straight California shit. I'm going to just say mm-hmm. that. Shout out to California. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yeah, so yep. that's, that's it. But wait for about mm-hmm. a week. You'll hear about mm-hmm. it, Shakes. I guarantee you. But let's talk about the competitiveness of the and game. It 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 is a it is a great game uh, that is going on over there, um, and uh, the competitiveness is there. I, I definitely haven't been watching it, so I can't say that. All I know is my team beat both of them in their seventeen game win streak. So um, the the uh, the next portion that we will get into, we all know, we all love, we all can't wait. Fan Kiss football news update, wrap up, roundabout, whatever the fuck y'all want to call it. Somebody didn't lose this week. We'll get into that later. Y'all have a good time listening to my main man Shakes while I go smoke some 
of the finest urban Arizona. And listen as I hear this fantasy news from Shix. Lucky man right there. It's lucky man. Good herb from Arizona. That sounds real good, man. That was made my mouth water a little bit. Pause. But, um, yeah, man. Look, I should be happy right now. It's my opening, okay? I should be happy. <laughs> Beasting out, man. I'm in first place of three out of four leagues, dominating and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like One of my teams are twelve. is 12-0. and 12-0. I'm going for a perfect season here. I should be ecstatic. Why ain't I? Because a certain motherfucker that I did not want to lose to. I lost to. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get to that. We're definitely going to get to that. We're going to start off with League One all the way down to the Championship League. And always my games first because it's on my screen. The Fantasy Elite. Put the bang, thing, whoop, smack. Had to do him like that. I owed him that one. He beat me in the beginning of the season. And he wasn't even active. I took that personal. 196 to 162. Now he's active. And I still whipped his ass. See? Now you're active and you're getting your ass beat. Should have stayed unactive, huh? Yeah. Got him. I go to 75. I'm in first place of that East Division. Wow, the Blue Order Core Customs drops to 4 and 8. That is the basement of that East Division. All right. We got, here we go again. Putting the bang thing, whoop, smack. So happy he did him like that. Getting him out the way. And JR can't draft like me. Devontae, 161 to 91. Here we go again. Goes up to 6-6. Six six. He's good for second place in that East Division. Right behind me. Creeping. I see you. Don't think I don't see you. I see you. Well, JR can't draft like me. Devontae drops to five and seven. Here we go again. By the way, it's Nacho in the box with cheese while he's over there smoking the finders green. All right. Next up, we got Easy Dozen in D.C. putting the bang thing whoop smack. That's crazy he did him like that. That's his friend. That's supposed to be your friend. J-Rock, Giants for Life, 177 to 139. Easy from D.C. goes to 6-6. He's still good for the basement in that South Division. While J-Rock, Giants for Life, drops to 7-5. But he's tied with everybody for first place in that North Division. Besides a certain somebody that I will get to in a minute because this is un-fucking- Believable. But I'm going to get to that in a second. Because right now, we got Big Diddy Committee. We love Big Diddy's. Putting the bang thing up, smack. That is crazy. She doing everybody like that. To Rody, 235 
to 161. My God. She goes to 8 and 4. She's in first place of the whole fucking league, okay? The whole fucking league. Give it up for her, man. Can I, can I get an applause for that one? Like, she's beasting. A roadie. He drops to 75. And that's good. Right, yeah, she needs I, I just, I just that, applauded Rhodey's dropping his 705, my man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, fuck Rhodey, man. Yeah, no, man. But no, seriously, that was for Big TD Committee, man. Yeah, she's having a beast year, man. And all respects gives to all respects, man. You feel me? You know, I see greatness, yo, because I'm great, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, all, I see all respects it. to Shout the ones to that them. beat her, too. It's not a lot of them, but there are some of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to y'all. You know what I mean? I ain't one of them. Cause she got me. <laughs> she got me. Shout out to Big TD Comedy in first place of the whole damn league. But yeah, Rody drops to uh, seventy-five, tied with everybody for first place in that North Division. And shit that I was gonna get to right now. Cause Black Freezy, he a creepy motherfucker. He a creeper. He a creeper. But the bang thing, whoop smack. Everybody doing him like that. To LRP, Jamaican My Shots, 157 to 141. Black Freezy goes to 8 and 4. He's tied with Big Didi Comedy for first place in that South Division. But what I want to say is, what the fuck is going on with LRP? Are you cursed? Are you hexed, my friend? He goes to O. And 12, I never seen an active person go old and 12. I've been saying this shit every week, okay? And i never seen nothing like it. i never seen nothing like it. You are really trying, and you still cannot win? That is crazy. Oh and 12, wow. Of course, basement of the whole league. What the fuck? You're making history right now. You are making history right now. <laughs> and last but not least, we got Easy now. It's chosen either chosen one from the Bronx, squeaking it out against James from New York. Fresh. 171 to 168. Either chosen one from the Bronx goes to 75. And that is good for second place in that South Division. That's a battle over there. I see y'all. Well, James drops to 75. In first place of that North Division. It's a battle over there. I see y'all. Damn, this shit is getting tight for this playoffs. But, yeah, shout-outs to everybody in League 1. We're going to move on to Week 13 as far as the matchups. We got the Fantasy Elite going against JR Can't Draft Like Me, Devontae. Ooh, I got to take this one. I got to take this one. Uh, yeah, I got to take this one. And we got Here We Go Again going against... Core custom, the Blue Order. All right, we got Giants for Life. J Rock going against Big Diddy Committee. We love Big Diddy. Uh oh, that's a good matchup right there. That is a good matchup. Brody going against Every Day Is Friday. Black Freezy. We got Jamaican My Shots LRP. Can he finally get a victory against E? I'm going to leave it like that because it rhymed. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> we got James Fresh from New York going against Easy Dozen in D.C. 
and that is the lead one scores, standings, and upcoming matchups. Anybody want to say anything about League One before I move on to League Two? It's getting, it's getting, it's getting real. What's up, boy? Playoffs, man. Playoffs on the line, man. Last two weeks, it's getting mm-hmm. a little bunched up, boy. It's getting a little this bunched league, up. There's, this the league where like nobody's really ahead, right? Like everybody's kind of like close together. Pretty much, man. It's seven and five, eight, you know what I mean? Like eight and four, like it's the lead. I believe in two people is eight and four. Everybody else seven and five. Um, you got six and sixes there. Like man, it's very bunched up, man. These very next, yeah, these next couple of weeks are gonna be. Whew. Oh, it's it's, eight, it's it's crucial. It's crucial. Yeah, because you said that right now. Look, an eight and four could be eight and eight, and a six and six. Or however, or six and eight, however you doing it, six and six, or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they could both be yeah. eight and yeah. eight and eight at their eight and five at the end or whatever, eight seven or some shit. Like that shit is six, wild, bro. bro. Yeah, shit gonna be crazy. Yeah, bro. it is, man. It really is. Like it's just it's it's it's, it's interesting, man. So there you go, shake down leagues, man. These fancy leagues, man. It, it really gets crazy, man, especially. Going in the playoff time, so going on to League Two. It's a battle royal in this League Two. It just mm-hmm. don't get no easier, man. It really don't. Starting off with my matchups first, because it's on my screen. We got the body snatches. Me putting the bang thing whoop smack. Had to do him like that, cause I don't know him. Bristol Pirate in Euro. One seventy eight. 147. Had to do them like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know where you at, man. Where you at? Where you at in Europe? I don't know. I don't know. I just know you're in Europe, you know? <laughs> I go up to 75. I'm in second place of that South Division in that Battle Royale. And it's rough. Rough. When Bristol Pirates drops to 5 and 7, go for second place in that North Division tied somebody, but we'll get to all that. We got regulators mount up, putting the bang thing whoop smack. I don't care he did them like that. The Chinese giant. She told you about her. 147 to 110. Regulators goes to 6-6. Six and six. That's good for third place in that West Division. A Chinese giant drops to 3-9 and nine in the basement of the whole damn league. Okay. We got Rody putting the bang, thing whoop, smack. Damn. Can't believe he did him like that. The Easy in D.C., 135 to 119. Rody goes to 75. That's good for second place in that West Division. Oh, he needed that victory. Oh, I see. While Easy drops to 8 and 4. That's good for first place in that West Division. He's staying alive. Rody staying alive. He trying to win that division. So fuck what you heard. I had to do him like that. We got headhunters. J-Rock putting the bang thing whoop smack. I don't care he did him like that. To KB, Damage Incorporated. 218 to 116. My God, you beat him by 100 points? Damn, yo, you ain't right for that one, though. You ain't right for that one. That's, that's not cool. 
That's not cool at all. J-Rock goes to 8-4. and four. This motherfucker didn't want seven straight, y'all. Yeah, that's right. Seven fucking straight for J-Rock. My God. Give him a round of applause for that one. He's killing. He's beasting. What are you doing? What is that? Give it to him. No doubt. Shout out to J Rock. I'm hmm? sorry, but you you literally be asking me in mid. No, right. In, in, in every good, good, bro. I'm a <laughs> hater like that. Bro. I'm a whole hater like that. I don't like that you smoking the best degree like that right now, bro. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad, y'all. All right, my bad. I'm gonna just roll up as soon as I'm finished here, and then we're gonna be all good. We, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, I got you. But Damage Incorporated goes to three and nine in the basement of that North Division. All right. We got LRP. LRP. Finally. Finally, I get to talk good about LRP. No. That's right. Because he put the bang. That motherfucking bang, bang. Whip smack. So glad he did him like that. To dance, see, I smoke fools. 131 to 102. I LRP. Going up to 5 and 7 with his bum ass. Wow, I smoke fools. Dance, see. Drops to 7 and 5. Still first place of that North Division. That was a big victory by you, huh? I see. I see. All right, and last but not least, we got every day is Friday. Black Freezy putting the bang thing whoop smack. My God, all the way out to Canada on that. The DJ Judgment, two oh four to one nineteen. My gosh, almost a hundred points. Man, what's going on? What's going on? Marvin Gaye, I told y'all to split this shit up. Yo, please, yo, split this shit up next year, man. I'm ch- y- y'all don't listen to me. Anyway, Black Freezy goes to 8-4. and four. That is good and tied with J-Rock. First place of that South Division. While DJ Judgment drops to 5-7. and seven, Good for second place. That's right, you see? That's why I told y'all to split it up. Look at the motherfuckers 5-7. Good for second place in North Division. Fuck's going on? You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is with DJ Judgment, 5 and 7, tied for second place in North Division. All right? As far as week 13 goes, we got the body snatchers going against I Smoke Fools and Dan C. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I need, to, I need to win, bro. Dan C, yo, you my friend, right? You my friend. We got Chinese Giants going against Roadie. We got Easy going in D.C. going against Regulators. Mound up. We got A-Hunters J-Rock going against Bristol Pirates in Europe. We got LRP going against DJ Judgment in Canada. And we got Every Day is Friday Black Freezy going against Damage Incorporated in KB. All right. That is week two. I mean, League 2. Scores, standings, and upcoming matchups. Anything we 
I want to say about that before we move on to Shakes League 3. That's right. <laughs> Nothing really to say about the league, but just real quick on fantasy. Man, y'all don't forget, there's 18 weeks. Teams are still going to be playing in week 14, unlike before. It's going to be crazy. Keep your, keep your lineups right. Mm. Nitty gritty, bro. It's down to the nitty gritty. What do you remember two years ago about Daniel's first start against the Bucs? So, I have a touch screen laptop I'm using, and my hand was scrolling, and I went to push the fantasy football recap, which is that, and I accidentally pushed that Evan Ingram bullshit. What do you remember two years it did that shit again. It's fucking with Whoa. me. Oh, have an anger wants to get on yeah. Yeah, fuck him. We good. We got it now. I figured it out. All right. All right. On to Shakes League 3. That's right. Flagged. The league is flagged. Mine. Sure. All right. I got the most chips in the league. I'm undefeated. I mean, this is my league, damn it. Okay. Always my matchups first, because it's on my screen. And I actually thought I was going to lose this one because he's actually a good competitor. But no, not at all. Because I put the bang thing on him, too. That's right, put the bang thing on him, too. Rody is another victim. 197 to 121. My God. Can anyone beat me? I go to 12 and 0. 12 and 0. Whoa. While Rody drops to 10 and 2. I thought he was the only one that could possibly can beat me. Nope. Whoa. Ah, moving on. We got I am the chosen one, E the chosen one from the Bronx. Putting the bang thing whoop smack. Everybody doing them like that. To LRP, Jamaican my shots. 175 to 154. E the chosen one from the Bronx. Goes to 8 and 4. Tied with somebody else for first place in that South Division. I see you, my friend. Hope to see you in the playoffs later. Salute. While Jamaican, my shots, LRP, drops to 4-8. and eight, And that's good for the basement of the South Division. Okay? Mm-hmm. Moving on. We got James from New York. Putting the bang thing whoop smack. Damn. That's fucked up. Did him like that. To I smoke fools. Dan C. 159 to 76. The fuck is going on with you? I smoke fools drops to 4 and 8. Good for the basement tied with LRP in that South Division. My mother. Bring me down some of them sandwiches, yeah? While James from New York, fresh, goes up to 8-4, and four, 
tied with either Chosen from the Bronx for first place in that South Division. It's a battle between y'all two. Battle of New York. New York Division right there. Alright. We got Dumb City. Just squeaking it out. Because it ain't by more than 20. But just squeaking it out. Against J. Rock. 177 to 160. Dumb City. Hate that motherfucker. Goes to 6 and 6. <laughs> That's good for second place in that West Division. While J. Rock drops to 4 and 8. Good for third place in that East Division. Where everybody looking up at me. We got every day is Friday Black Freezy putting the bang thing whoop smack. Nah, I don't like he did him like that. Knuckle up. He be. What's up? Is it mom or me knock on the Yeah, yeah, you in the basement? You ain't in the basement. You ain't in the basement. You alright, bro. Alright. You alright. You alright. You know what I mean? You got to pull off a couple victories, though. You might get in the playoffs. I don't know. It might be tough, though. But, all right, anyway. <laughs> Black Freezy. Put him down. Knuckle up. 132 to 117. Black Freezy, a little creeper, man. He's a creeper. He done crept back in the playoffs. He back at 500. He at 6-6. Six six. Good for second place in that East Division. Looking up at me. And last but not least, I got a dealing. Put the bang thing whoop smack. Fucked up, did him like that. To New Jersey G Men, 198 to 134. I got a dealing nacho. That was two for two, huh? Yeah, you on the this week. I see you. He goes to 2-10 and ten with his bum ass. Good for the basement of the whole league. But at least he won this week. Mama! What's Well, New Jersey G-Man drops to 5-7. and seven. Good for third place in that West Division. All right. Wow, Rody. Went down, bro. It went down to the boy. On to next week. See who can beat me here. Pause. It might be this guy that I do not like and despise. And if he do beat me, add on to the hate. Because I'm trying to go for a perfect season, y'all. We got the AFC West best going against Dumb City. I'm 12 and 0. We got I Am The Chosen One going against James. Oh, shit. Battle for the first place of the South Division. Oh, you need to be on your shit, E. I'm going to be on you all week. Pause. You got to win, bro. Beat James. Pause. Again. Beat James. I Smoke Fools. Dan C going against Jamaican My Shots LRP. We got Rody going against Black Freezy. Ooh, another good one. We got KB Knuckle Up going against I Got a Thielen and Nacho. 
in New Jersey. G-Men going against J-Rock. And that is League 3 score standards. Upcoming matchup. Oh, man. Here we go with the raw shit. You see, I, I won three for three, right, that I just went through. And look at the bullshit I got to go It's the fucking bullshit that I got to go through, man. Alright, here we go. Always on match us first, because it's on my screen. So I gave him some hookers for him to Kareem on their chub, because I took the L to Chill Will in Ohio. Uh, what's uh, the uh. what's his team name? No, no. 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 He careened on their chub. On their chub. Not mine. On theirs. So I think they careened on the ball. all I want it. chubs. Nah, I want it. I want it. Nah, bro. Their chub. Their chub. <laughs> Alright? He careened on their chub. 172. To 131. Bastard. I'm going to get you back for that one, man. For real, pause. I'm going to get you back for that one, man. Please make the playoffs. I drop to 75. Still good and tied for first place of the East Division. Wow. Chill Will goes up to 6 and 6. Tied for second place of that West Division. Oh, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty now. We got Every Day is Friday Black Freezy putting the bang thing. Whoop smack. Ain't had to do him like that. That is his friend. That's your friend, man. To J-Rock about that life. 179 to 151. Black Freezy goes to 6-6. Six and six. He's good for third place of that South Division. While J-Rock, about that life, drops to 8-4. and four. Still good for first place of that South Division. Oh, my gosh. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty, man. All right. We got F.U. Pay Me putting the bang thing whoops, smack. Everybody doing them like that. To the dawn, Mr. Irrelevant, 147-98. If you pay me, goes to 75. That's good for second place of that South Division. While the Dawn drops to 111. That's good for the basement of the whole fucking league. Mama, bring me down some sandwiches, girl. I think taking too goddamn long. I'm hungry in the mouth. Alright. Next up, we got Vinegar Strokes. Dan the Man in Delaware. Putting a bang thing, whoop smack. Everybody doing them like that. To LRP, to making my shots. Just taking L's everywhere. What do you want? One for three? One for three this week? What, what's going on with you, man? What's going on? 196 to 171. I know I told you you ain't a rookie no more, but good grief, man. Have some pride. My Dan the man goes for <laughs> You understand? My reign on the top will be long and remembered and glorious. Don't worry about a little couple of 
planes that are destroyed in the process. My spaceship is still ready. Surprise, son. Now, that man goes five to seven. Twelve, I wear with pride.
Yes, sir. Fantasy wrap up, roundabout, talk shit, see who lost with shakes. That was awesome. Um, let's get it going, man. There's 43 minutes left. Let's get these closing statements. Get on down to here. Spend this Tuesday with our work, our family, or whatever. Um, we will have a question answer. Uh, for closing statements, so answer the question first if you can, please, uh, and then get your closing statement on. And again, there's no time limit or anything. We got about 40 minutes, so hopefully everyone uh, get everything they need to say out, everything you want to say, how I got to say anything. Week 12, week 13, NCAA, your sons, your, your you know, whatever, whatever have you, uh, the ones in the league, the ones coming to the league. However, you want to close it out. We're gonna start at the uh, at the way it came in here, and either chosen one, sir, the floor is yours. The question is, give me an AFC and an NFC matchup, whether it'll be one that you think will happen, whether it'll be one that you want to happen, whether that is to combine together, however you want it to be. There's no wrong form of an answer here. Just as we sit here going into week 13, give me plausible AFC-NFC championship games and then your closing statement, sir. All right. Y'all might hit a game in the background a little bit, but I'm not muting it. I'm going to just good. talk over it. AFC, AFC matchup, I'm going to go here. I would love to see Bills and Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. NFC, remember, it's just me talking. The Giants <laughs> and Arizona, just for just – for, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> but overall, truly speaking, I would like to see um, Arizona in the Rams, NFC. NFC, Bills, Ravens. <clears throat> and then, of course, sir, your closing statement for today as we jump on out of here and get ready for the Blade Wednesday with Black Friday uh, tomorrow. Well, go New York, go New York, go. And I ain't talking about Brooklyn. Ooh, we, Mr. LRP, sir. AFC NFC Championship games. Again, you can go the route Mr. Either Chosen One went. You can go any route you would like. Ones you fully believe, ones you hope, ones you believe and hope at the same time. Whatever, it don't matter to me. AFC NFC Championship games. These are not games that I will going to hold you to or anything in the future. Just having some fun here going into week 13. And then your closing statement, sir. LRP, thank you again for coming and joining this show. No doubt. Um, Cardinals, Packers, NFC. Um, Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Ravens-Bills, too. Ravens-Bills, mm-hmm. AFC. And um, closing, man, is uh, Knicks came on back. Made a four-point game, man. It's a good game. I'm tuned in, too. And y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night, man. Peace. This has been Natural Average Tuesday. Peace, peace, LRP. Thank you again for joining us and, and, and bringing some enlightenment like you do every week. Again, I enjoy 
everything you got to say. Uh, Mr. J-Rock, sir. AFC-NFC Championship game again. Just some fun we're having. It's week 12 going into week 13. I think we kind of understand and know who are the good and who aren't. But just for fun, who you got AFC-NFC? Hope, believe, believe and hope, Kool-Aid, all that good shit. And then, of course, the closing statement for everybody today. I think uh, AFC, Bills, Kansas City. I think I think I had that in the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with it. Um, I think Kansas City going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, NFC, I got... I got, I got Tom. I got Tampa Bay. Mm. And the Packers. I think the Packers pull it out. Mm. Reach the championship. Well, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they yeah. play the Buffalo Bills. Woo wee! That would be a game. And two fan bases that I think would love to play each other, man. That would be awesome. But a closing statement, sir, about today and then anything for this week going into week 13 or anything like that. Yeah, good show, uh, Nacho. Nacho Average Tuesday. Um, appreciate everybody for coming out listening. Um, fuck the NCAA, man. NCAA. Fuck them, man. My life. I'm out. Yo, you just said you ruined your life. Yo, alcohol and drugs have ruined my life. <laughs> J Rock, you never fucking change, my friend. Mr. Six One Ten Number Nine. Great show you had yesterday. Can't wait for tomorrow debate Wednesday. I am. I, I'm sorry, I coughed there. Um, oh, AFC uh, NFC Championship games, like I've been saying, I'm not going to hold it against anybody. This is just for fun. Going into Week 13, we'll get some real ones going in, um, and then of course a closing statement from you, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I had this at the beginning of the year, man, so I'm going to stick to my guns like I always do. So that's what I have in my gut. Beginning of the season, I'm going to stick with it. AFC side, I had Kansas City at Baltimore. That's what I'm going with. And uh, Baltimore, of course, taking that Purple City game. And I had, uh, of course, Tom Brady. I saw. I, I don't even call them Tampa Bay no more. That's just Tom Brady. That's just Tom Brady. And they face Seattle Seahawks. Russ. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's, it, I got that. They get in. They dangerous. All pun intended. So yeah. Um. I got Tampa Bay winning that and. Baltimore beating Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, so that's what I'm sticking with. Alrighty, close the statement for you, sir. 
far as a closing statement, I will say this first. When he says, go New York, go New York, we all know who the real New York team is. So <laughs> he can go ahead and throw the shots like, oh, I want to talk about Brooklyn, but we all know he was talking about Brooklyn. So thank you. Appreciate it. Can we put two words together? watching this one um and then uh my last thing i'm gonna say look when eli manning was on his latter years a lot of y'all asked me well what do i want life after eli and my answer and response was, I want a Montana. Okay? Now, I said that Montana did not exist in that 2019 draft. You must go to 2020. Jake Fromm was part of that 2020 <laughs> class that I was referring to. So, we got a montaña. <laughs> you know, now, Daniel Jones was not what I wanted. It's not what anybody wanted. But I told y'all it was y'all fault. Y'all pressured this GM to pull the trigger, and he did. Now, again, I might be a little spoiled because my quarterback didn't miss any games. My quarterback was benched, right? Or he would have been the leader in most games played street beating Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, all that, right? McAdoo fucked that up, but that's not my point. The point is that my quarterback did not miss any games. Three seasons, three seasons you had. Three, three, not one, not two. And all three, you have missed games. I'm not used to that. Don't want it. Can't coach it. Let them go. I am done with the Daniel Jones project. I'm sorry, fellas. I tried. I really did. I tried to support them. I tried, bro. I really did. I was, I was there with y'all. I was there, bro. Y'all almost had me. Almost. I was almost there. I was about to battle J-Rock and say, man, give him a chance, y'all. No, no, 
no, no, no, can't do it no more. Let's get a quarterback in the offseason. I'm on that mantra. That's my shit from now on. I'm sorry, Daniel. You're a career backup. Be a career backup. Yo, That's see, my career. I, I, my bro, I'm, so, I'm so mad that we didn't get to talk about this more. This is huge. And... But yeah, I I definitely in. wanted to I definitely wanted to give Debate Wednesday and Black Freezy full reign on the neck. I felt like that was going to have a straight oh, divide. Long neck, on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really, really, really wanted tomorrow to be focusing on the necks, and and I mean that in like N E C K S and the N E X T. Oh, the because necks. Because it's gonna be. <laughs> A debate tomorrow, and that's why I didn't really want to get into it. And I feel like uh, I know that a lot of people have a lot to do, but with another day, and then of course, if we can get a a diagnosis on if he really is going to start or not, because again, today after today, it's really just up in the air and just signing someone. Uh, we all know what that points to, but that's the only reason why I didn't spend too much time on it. I just really think tomorrow will be a good day for everyone Perfect. to get there, get there, get Mark. their yelling out. Sorry, LRP. That's the only reason why I didn't cover it as much. Hey, man, I don't give a shit. But, sakes, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, bro. From, bro. Is it from? <laughs> well, I got to take a step. He's a Montana. bro. He's a Montana. I'm a little sneaky, super excited about this shit. I'm just going to say that. But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a that's a that's an interesting thing because it brings in another player who's young and if he can what I think a lot of people were saying before earlier was a quarterback competition and if you've got a new OC and a new playbook It'll be a pretty much a fresh start for both guys if they're both on the roster going into next year. But as it pertains to this year, man, it's going to be fun to watch, man. Um, AFC NFC Championship game. Oh, I'm sorry, Shakes, were you done with your closing statement? Um, no, I mean, well, yeah, I kind of was, but 98-97, uh, Knicks, Nets, right now, man, great game. Man. Uh, pretty much. At least on my screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think that's what I think that's what I got too. Uh, ninety eight, ninety seven, five forty five in the fourth. Knicks over the Nets. A good game coming down the end. That's why we don't hear from the man shakes and either chose one right now. AFC championship, NFC championship. Uh, I'm going to confuse and scratch a lot of heads when I say this. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, will travel to the New England Patriots, Foxborough, and the AFC championship game. Um, and as of right now, I believe they lose that game. Uh, and then, of course, rematch of last year, uh, Green Bay hosting Tampa Bay. Uh, I think those are the NFC as we sit right now. Of course, uh, this is going into week 13 and having some fun with it. But, man, seriously, that AFC is so wide open. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, six through seven or, or five through seven uh, of the NFC is, is, is astronomically, mathematically the most fun for everyone in advanced calculus trying to figure out who's got the best over who uh tiebreakers this and that who's uh one on the road uh, things of that nature it's going to be quite fun and interesting as the road comes to a close here in the coming weeks 
was a great show. I'd like to thank everyone again for coming on. Lou, uh, LRP, uh, Shakes, J-Rock, just he the chosen one, just everybody, man. Thank you guys so much for coming on and doing what we do. Um, if you're listening to this portion, you've already downloaded it. Go ahead and download Shakes Montana Monday if you haven't already. Uh, if you like, if you don't like to go chronological and it's Tuesday and you're like, I'm going to listen to this one today, go listen to that one. It's a good show. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Debate Wednesday, uh, we'll get up in there. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. But I have a feeling that um, a certain neck might be a huge topic tomorrow, um, especially if someone is O-U-T for Sunday. Um, and then, of course, man, I can't wait. It's week 13. We got the bye for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, we'll see what the Cardinals do, if they can hold that. Uh, that two losses, they will stay pat in the first seed. But we all know what happens if they catch an L. Green Bay moves back up to the spot that they've owned for the last two years in the number one seed in the NFC. And we'll see if they can continue that going forward. Um, but as of right now, we got good football coming. Week 13 is going about to be uh, – a slabanaka of a slabanaka, as some like to say, especially if you listen to, you know, Jim Ross. But, again, man, it's been fun uh, while everything lasts. Uh, I just want to say keep on the lookout, man. We're about to have it popping, locking, and dropping as it pertains to the the, the Internet, uh, the merchandise, uh, things coming coming from the show. Maybe, maybe, you know, you want to read an article from the fellas. We will have those coming NBA season, NFL season. And then, of course, maybe baseball season. I don't know. There's a lot of baseball trades going on that happened. Scherzer in a new home. Uh, who is it? Uh, 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 the Mets The Mets guys in a new home. Uh, there's a bunch of guys uh, switching around. But they might not even be playing baseball with their strike going on. So we might get into some conversations like that. Who knows? And you have to check us out. Of course, it's going to be Debate Wednesday, Thriving Thursdays, and East Style Fridays as we finish out this week. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Can't wait to hear from y'all. Man, it's going to be fun. Look it. There's only like one team right now that's mathematically eliminated. And they're the only team that's figured out how to go 0-16 in the first 17-game season. And that's the Detroit Lions. Everybody's still got a mathematic chance. Everybody's still got Kool-Aid, whether it's green and blue or, or blue and red if you're in, 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 in Foxborough or if it's fucking red and in wherever, whatever, orange. It don't matter. We got the Kool-Aid everyone sipping it right now because it's hopes and dreams, and we're in the middle of the best football of our lives, snow games and all that good shit. We're going to see who can play outside and who cannot. But, again, man, it's going to be awesome. Um, oh, can't wait to continue to talk, man. Uh, this Knicks and Nets game is getting pretty, pretty good. I think they're still in a commercial break. What we got at 98 all. Woo. I'll let these gentlemen get to the game. I love each and every one of you. Have a good night. Stay safe. And, again, please, call an Uber or Lyft. Don't drink and drive. It's not Fuck worth it. Fuck these reps, man. Faggot ass uh, bullshit. You gonna call that bullshit for Kevin Durant and right there under the basket, Julius Randle getting raped. And it, yo, ooh, fuck them rest, man. One oh one ninety eight Nets four fifty one in the fourth. Kevin Durant I hope makes your a fifteen foot jumper. Lose too. <laughs> uh, Nick's back with a Nick's back with an eight footer from Jalen from Derrick Rose. A one oh one to one hundred four fifty left in the fourth. Um, We'll see what happens if the Knicks wins. I'm sure he will. Uh, he'll want my son. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, I think bullshit, huh? So here we gonna go, man. I love y'all, bro. Yeah, we'll talk tomorrow.
Uh, I love y'all. Mr. Robinson answers the game for every topic. Here we go. And uh, the question that was brought up earlier from from Shakes was about Kemba Walker. Did some research while we were going on to this show, looking like they might want to trade the man. So don't get him hurt. Don't play him. Might be the logic there. Don't know. Don't really understand it. But we'll probably get into that East Out Fridays when we talk about this game uh, and more to come. Again, love y'all. Have a good night. Be safe. Again, Uber, Lyft. Don't drink and drive. One drink is too many. I love each and every one of you. Can't wait till tomorrow. Debate Wednesdays. Black Freezy. Peace. We out. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.